Welcome, this is Beyond the Hate. I'm Steven. And I'm John. And today we are going to talk about Infinity War. Yep. What is that? What is that? Are you are you playing the movie over there on the tablet? No. <laughs> yes, I'm playing the movie on the tablet. Yeah. I'm just trying to um, figure out like what was going on over there. Okay. Yeah, no one else could hear that. But uh, <laughs> no, I could. I could hear it through the thing, and I'm like, "What's going on?" I feel like we should start over now. <laughs> it's a, no, it's fine. <laughs> we've had we've had worse stuff happen, like AJ. Yeah. AJ's fucked up all of our recordings. <laughs> well, you know, this is invisible, though. What you're talking about? Oh well, who cares? No one can see that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but Ebony Ma does thank you for your sacrifice. Yes, for being here, child of Thanos. Child of Thanos. So, just uh, before we get into it, uh, we have uh, I have a little bit of information. The budget was three hundred and twenty-one million dollars for this movie, the highest of all the Marvel movies. Uh, but That's it made money. it made two billion, so I think it's good. Well, um, and like eighty percent of that is like it's uh, Downey Jr.'s contract, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he gets paid. Yeah, uh, oh, a lot of these guys. A lot now, of these is that, guys. Is that the actors? The actors pay plus what it took for the production, or is that pure production and not counting salaries? Uh, the three hundred twenty-one million. I'm pretty sure is with the salaries. With salaries, okay. Yeah, because I would think the effects budget is probably a pretty decent chunk of that. Yeah, it's probably like two hundred million on its own, and then yeah. the actors, you know, million for the actors. Uh, some of them, you know, probably don't get paid a whole lot. Like, uh, you know, Anthony Mackie probably doesn't get a whole lot of money, and Sebastian Stan and Cheadle, yeah, Cheadle Don and Cheadle um, and Chadwick Boseman probably doesn't get paid a lot yet, but he will. Well, yeah. Um, now, when they do Black Panther two, he's gonna be making some yeah, money. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Winston Duke and uh, Denai Guerrero. I mean, the, these people probably yeah. don't get paid a whole lot of money, but they're they're on their way to getting paid. Yeah, and then the uh, the girl who plays Mantis, uh, what's her name? Is Palm? Palm. I forgot what her last name was. It's like Palm, Palm Klamanoff or something like that. It's something I crazy. I cannot remember because it's not in front of me right now. But yeah, but she's, she's she's insane. By the way, if you guys wanted to watch some awesome audition tapes, watch hers. Like she did some crazy stuff to get into acting. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, Infinity War, and the thing about Infinity War is, like, when we were <clears throat> when we were trying to think about, like, what to do for uh, for one of these episodes, and, and Steve was like, we should do an episode on Infinity War, and I'm like, you know, I saw it in the text, and I was like, Infinity War? I'm like, that movie made, like, $2 billion. Like, what the hell? Like, I mean, who's, like, who really hates on this movie? 
And I was like, okay, well, let me let me just go on IMDb and see what Steve is talking about. Because usually Steve, because I didn't think that, you know, the Captain America Civil War, people hated that because I love that movie. And I was like, people like Civil War. And then I went on there and I was like, oh, shit. And okay, definitely. There's a lot of haters. And then when I got into Infinity War, I was like looking because I was, I was on my lunch break and I'm like kind of flipping through IMDb, IMDb to kind of get an idea of like what people didn't like. Right. And I just I just kept scrolling, and I'm like, people don't fucking understand anything about this movie. So I texted Steve, and I was like, we're gonna have to probably try and we're gonna have to defend like almost every scene of this movie because people don't understand fuck all about anything that's going on. And Steve was like, fuck that, we don't have enough time for that. Yeah, we don't we don't but, have enough time for it. But we're we're gonna you know we're going to try to do this justice. So. We're let's get defend, started. We're going to defend all the big parts of it. Yeah, let's you get know. started. So, bitches. Basically, uh, when you when you start off in Infinity War, like um, like we were talking about a second ago, where Ebony Maw was like, you know, thanking the Asgardians for their sacrifice and everything because they were killing half of them. Uh, people didn't understand like fuck all in this whole scene. <laughs> <laughs> people, that's the thing that kills me. I, I think. People don't pay attention to what the fuck when they go to a movie because they're they're too busy playing Snake on their Nokia phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it just it's damn just... Snake's addictive. I know, but yeah. put Snake down. Yeah, you got to stop playing Snake so that you can enjoy the movie. I mean, mm-hmm. you paid, you know, you know who knows, probably like fourteen to eighteen dollars for a ticket to this mm-hmm. shit. Put down the snake, and then you can you know go ahead and watch. Yeah, the put movie. down the snake, Lindsay Lohan. Right. <laughs> I mean, you think she's a Marvel fan? Lohan? Yeah, Lohan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely is, yeah. Yeah. She would love to be in one of those movies. I'd actually love to see her in one of the movies. That'd be pretty cool to see her as a as a character. She could be like Squirrel Girl or something. Oh, man, she'd probably nail it. Yeah. We're, we're still waiting out for that Andrew Kendrick, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, the Squirrel Girl? Yeah. yeah. Or Emma Stone. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that, that could work. I don't know, but... You know, she'll always be our Gwen Stacy, so. You're a Gwen Stacy. <laughs> so, this movie starts off on the Asgardian ship, and it takes this takes place, like, immediately after Thor Ragnarok. Like, this is this probably takes, what, like, several hours after Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, happens? it's actually kind of funny, because it takes after, it, it picks up exactly where Thor Ragnarok left off. Yeah. Uh, but it takes place several years after the last Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So it's actually like two or three years after Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah. So um, and then the the, the the distress signal that you hear at the first is the Thor director uh, uh, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, uh, he's the voice of the distress guy. Yeah, so. and it's like you know we're, we're you know sending out a distress signal for an Asgardian ship and yeah that kind of stuff and then that's what uh, that's what the Guardians hear. Yeah, because uh, which is one of the greatest intros to anything, where it's like space, and that was the Russo brothers making fun of how they always do titles whenever they do places. It was like that was kind of a joke. It shows you know, you. it's just like space because yeah. <laughs> they're not on a planet; they're traveling to you know because the because you know like are. in uh you know Civil War or something it'd be like Sokovia or you know it's like Berlin Berlin or, or you know whatever and yeah. it's like. And they're like space. space. 
but that's very much a Guardians type of humor. It's yeah, just like yeah. it, it just hits you on the nose. You they know? let James Gunn write a lot of the dialogue for those guys in the movie too. Okay, so yeah, they're pretty much like Quill and like Rocket and those guys. Yeah, those okay. guys got to write a lot of that. Except I think the interactions between Rocket and Thor was the Russos. That's all scripted. Okay. Yeah, but the the Peter and Drax and Mantis and. Uh, I think Gamora was something the Russos because they want to, you know, Gamora's a main character in this. She's, She's probably more of, a, more of a main character than Iron Man is in this movie. Actually, her and Thanos are probably the main characters of this movie. Because this, yeah. Her because, being the good guy and him being the bad guy in this. It's that father daughter yeah, relationship. Like she's the good guy and he's the villain. And the story's about them two in this movie. Yeah. Really. Because everything really revolves around Thanos especially, but Thanos and Gamora. It's Thanos, Gamora, and Thor. I think yeah. that's who who's this that's movie That's kind of like is. the three yeah. main characters of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And don't have any problem with any of that because Josh Brolin's amazing. Zoe Saldana's always amazing. And Chris Hemsworth just seems like he gets better and better every time he does a movie. Yeah. Like... Just wine, he gets better. Yeah, he's just he's just getting better and better and more Jack. Don't get too Jack though. You don't want to like the Rock. The Rock kind of looks like that mutant dude from Double Dragon now. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. But, uh, okay. We'll go with that. Oh man. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, just look up Double Double Dragon. You'll see him. He's the one that's like on roids. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so uh, it, it so on here it says uh, first the Hulk is so toned down that Thanos didn't even employ any of the stones to beat him. In less than a minute, he knocks the he knocks the Hulk out. So when Loki says we have a Hulk, it's meaningless right now. And so Heimdall teleports Hulk back to Earth because apparently the Hulk is more important than Thor. You know question marks. So Thanos can pulverize Hulk and Thor, who has uh, chosen not to use his, uh, his lightning for no apparent reason at all. But later on, Captain America can hold his fist open for nearly 10 seconds when he's fighting him in Wakanda. Loki, who can survive falling off of the Bifrost and through space, apparently decides trying to stab Thanos with a dagger makes more sense than taking Thor... And jumping out a window and letting the vacuum of space kill everyone on Thanos' side, who can be killed by that, since it's a fact that both he and Thor are immune to dying in space. So there's a lot to unpack there. So the first thing is they're like, okay, so Hulk just straight up gets his ass whooped by Thanos, and he doesn't even use any of the stones. It's just a straight up, like, you know, man versus man fight, and Banner, Hulk gets his ass whooped. And people were like, so apparently, like having a Hulk isn't really that big of a deal because Thanos can just beat him down anyway. Okay, there's there's two things about that. The Russo brothers wrote that scene to show how strong Thanos is on his own. Yeah. But also, the Infinity Gauntlet is actually powerful. It's a powerful weapon without any stones in it, too. You have to remember that. It's made by the dwarves, who makes, you know, Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. And probably Odin's weapon, and you know, yeah, they probably made the scepter they made because it's, scepter yeah, too. yeah, I'm pretty sure they made all that. Um, and they also, uh, well, no, I was thinking of, of Ronan the Accuser's hammer, but they didn't make Ronan's hammer, did they? 
I that's actually a really good question. If anybody knows the I, answer to that, let us know. Beyond the maybe ABI. when we get to Captain Marvel, we'll see that Ronan had that made for him. Because it's, it's a it's a hammer that can uh, um, take the power of an Infinity Stone. So I imagine it was made by the dwarves. It was made by the Nevadalia. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's pretty simple to follow. And I actually heard another theory. I don't think I believe it or anything, but the uh, one of the theories is that the Hulk that you see isn't Loki because a lot of people said it was Loki, but he's actually a scroll uh, since uh, the end of Age of Ultron, the actual Hulk somewhere else, and this Hulk that you've seen in Ragnarok and so on is actually a scroll. That's impersonating him? Yes. Oh, well, especially if they're trying to, you know, introduce the scrolls and the Kree, like the war in Captain Marvel. In Captain Marvel, and, and then, then you reveal at the end of all this uh, that the Hulk's actually a scroll. Um, uh, there's actually even some theories that Captain Marvel herself is a scroll. Scrolls aren't all villains, so and in the comic books there was a version of Captain Marvel that was a scroll. It explained why in the previews. You see Captain Marvel know that she's from Earth, but not remembering anything about it. But slowly, mm -hmm. scrolls can retain memories, but not exactly. So that would actually make sense. Ah, um, okay. So she could, she herself could be defending a scroll invasion while also being a scroll. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah, it happened in the comics. So. Um, yeah, that's just uh, one thing that could happen. But, you know, it was important that they show Thanos isn't some guy that can just get beat up by the Hulk. Because if that was the case, then, I mean, the movie's over, over in, in five, the minutes. five minutes. Yeah, like Hulk just comes in, beats the shit out of Thanos. Or you have his children, like, pulling him off. Then you're like, well, if Thor survives and he gets Stormbreaker, I mean, he just, fuck, you know, he's going to beat the shit out of Thanos. He can do it himself. Because he beat, he beat Hulk in Ragnarok. And uh, you yeah. know, because uh, well, the other thing too, and I, I'm and I'm not entirely familiar with the Titans or the the race of the Thanos, mm -hmm. like the Titans, but aren't they supposed to be like extremely powerful just in their own right? Yeah, they're basically gods, uh, pretty immortal. You know, they're they're you know, and he's the Mad Titan. He's insane. Like, yes. um, and there's there's um, you don't get the backstory of. Thanos in the movie, nor will you get it in the next movie. But they came up with a comic book. Well, they're coming out with a comic book if you guys want to know. And it's called Thanos Titan Consumed. So if you want to know the backstory of Thanos, it comes out in like November. So they're trying to like get it out in November for the May release of, you know, whatever this next one's going to be called. Which I imagine is going to be called Avengers Assemble. That's why they haven't told the title of it because yeah. that's a spoiler. Did you? Since we're randomly talking about that, did you see the thing where Russo, one of the Russos, like posted a picture to the uh, to his Instagram, and he was like, "Look hard." And it's a set photo, and people are like trying to figure out if like they spelled the the title in the picture and all that kind of uh -huh. stuff. Did you see that? I don't know. No, if you've I seen did that. not. It popped yeah. up in my newsfeed one day, and it was just like people are like losing their minds because. There's like a ladder that looks like an A, and then it looks like there's another letter that says something else, and people think that 
the word end game is like spelled out with like objects in the in the you know in the background and stuff like that because they're like um, a, a clue as to what they're doing is hidden in that picture. But all it is is basically just, it's a black and white set photo that they took with one of the Russos on his laptop, and it just has random stuff in the background. And so people are like on YouTube are like, oh, I think I, I've cracked it. I think I know what the title of the movie is going to be or or whatever. And it's like they didn't say what was hidden in it. They just said, look hard. There's maybe some clues in here, you know. And yeah. people are like going crazy coming up with conspiracy theories. It's 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 the best conspiracy theory as to what it is since who has raised parents. <laughs> Yeah, nobody. Which the, which the uh, internet fucking imploded as soon as like we were trying to figure that out. Yeah, and then we realized that it doesn't really fucking matter. <laughs> and it's gonna be somebody now because J.J. Abrams is a fanboy and he's gonna ruin it all. Uh, but uh, anyway, so the thing about uh, so a lot of people were like, okay, why did Heimdall use summon the dark magic? to basically like have access to the Bifrost like one last time before he dies. And instead of sending Thor or Loki away, he sends the Hulk. And people were like, why the fuck would you do that and not send Thor, who's obviously the king of Asgard, or Loki, because Loki could be useful. Well, okay, so there, there's, there's obviously a plan in place they came up with a plan before they were attacked on the ship is my thought um but even more than that um you can't you know thor isn't going to die and he's locked in this uh you know stuff in that the, in ebony the, maw locked in shrapnel him. he's got the all the broken pieces of ship wrapped and hemdal can't send loki because no one's going to trust loki even if he sent to earth yeah you know, if he sends, if you send Loki to Doctor Strange's palace or sanctum to this, yeah, the, the to the New York sanctum, sanctum, he's going to immediately imprison him. Like he's not going to trust anything Loki says. No. So your only option is to send Bruce because yeah. he has the trust of Iron Man. Hemdall's all seeing, so he knows this. I mean, you even see in Thor Ragnarok where Hemdall could even lend his eyes to Thor to let him see things. Yeah. You know, you see that in Thor Ragnarok. but Because the dark magic is actually inside Heimdall. I mean, look what happened whenever he went to Strange's Sanctum, which in the comic books it was Silver Surfer that went to the Sanctum. but And technically now they have the rights to it, but they're kind of like, I mean, we're just going to have like, Silver Surfer just show up here at random now. With I no mean, context. Be well, like, no, it was like, weird boom, Silver, Silver Surfer's here. Yeah. Hey, I must warn you. It's like, Dr. Strange's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Everybody watching it that doesn't follow like comic books, like really tight would be like, who the fuck is this guy? And then Wong would be like, hey, did you bring sandwiches? <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking broke and hungry, dude. I'm broke and hungry, man. Did you bring sandwiches? <laughs> it's like the fate of the entire universe is at stake. Okay, but did you bring like, like, did, like, like a, a tuna, tuna melt? Tuna melt or... <laughs> Like like a Reuben or a roast beef sandwich, you know. It's like no, dude, I didn't bring food. Like I, I love Wong, by the way. He, Wong he's is awesome. cool. He's awesome. He kicks he's, ass. Because I mean, he's everybody's favorite librarian, right? He's the best. Yeah, I mean, he's, awesome. he's, he's a protector of libraries, right? <laughs> um, and the dark magic actually through um, the Bifrost actually flowed through Hemdall's hands. Mm -hmm. So that's something else that you, you really don't notice until you, you watch the DVD commentary. 
Right. Uh, we were we were listening to that uh, and like kind of watching along with it as we kind of were preparing for all this. And uh, one of the Russos was like, "Yeah, it's like it, he actually can summon the dark magic from his own body. It's yeah, actually like, within him." So he saved Bruce. So in that context, I mean, and you know, you need to get everybody on your side. You need to have try to get everyone to come together. And what, that's exactly what Bruce tried to do as soon as he went uh, was get Tony together with Cap, and Tony didn't make the call, which is probably the reason they lost. Because if he would have made that call earlier they probably would have won because you need your leader, which is Cap. Um, but you have, like, a disassembled. Because in the comic book, Civil War comes after this, but in actual realistic context, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, because if they had to... if they Because if you they, had to deal with Thanos and do all this shit, and then you start squabbling over, like, just... Seems petty at that shit, point. It's like, yeah. dude, we just it's saved, like, like, it's the like the universe. This, this shit really matter at this point? I mean... You know, yeah. we just saved the entire universe. And we would need to be put on some kind of a watch list and we yeah, have to deal with a bunch of red tape. Yeah, you can go fuck it's like, yourself. It's like Thanos destroyed half the fucking universe. I think we have a little bit of a mandate that some things we can't just wait for paperwork to go through before we can go kick a giant purple titan's ass. Yeah, and a lot of <laughs> people know? on the internet's like, well, was Thanos right? It's like, no, he wasn't right. You're talking about a guy that... Well, we'll get into that a little okay. bit later. Because okay. we do have some stuff about people. People don't understand Thanos like at all in this whole movie. So. We'll explain that. Okay. Yeah. Carry but, on. Uh, <laughs> so save that for a little bit I, later. That, I'm not going to lose the thought. I already know what I'm going to say. So let's okay. let's get to the next comment. Uh, but um, so, so we kind of explained the Asgardian ship. Everything on that basically makes sense. You know, like you were talking about, like if they sent, you know, Loki... It, there's even a scene just to kind of add on to that a little bit. If if the mid credit sequence and the at the end of Doctor Strange, is basically Thor sitting with Strange, and he was like, "I have a list of 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 uh, certain individuals that I need to keep an eye on to help protect you know Earth," and he was like, "He's like your brother's on that list," and he was like, "That seems reasonable <laughs> because Loki can't be trusted. He's on that list of people that should not be allowed on Earth. He's the god of mischief." If, yeah. if at any point you could trust Loki, they're doing the character wrong. Yeah. You know, and Tom Hiddleston is literally the only person, only person in the fucking planet that can play that character. Yeah. And who knows? He might be our next James Bond. He may be our next James Bond. And or this Henry motherfucker's Cavill. getting his own TV series on the Disney the, streaming the network. The new streaming yes. network. Yeah. It's already been confirmed. Loki, Tom Hiddleston, is going to get his own TV show. So, so pay them motherfuckers the money because it's going to be worth it. Because um, it's going to be, well, they have Loki, what do they say, Scarlet Witch? Scarlet Witch, maybe Hawkeye. And um, then Black I, Widow's getting a movie, so she won't be on there unless she's in the Hawkeye series. And then I, I heard something that they might have something with Sebastian Stan as Winter Soldier and doing White Wolf. Like I doing think. the White Wolf stuff. You know, they have like Bucky involved. So, like, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm getting it. As soon as you guys get, I mean, I'm down. Especially That's if it's only going to be like five bucks a month, and you could like watch all the Marvel movies, and eventually you'll be able to watch the Star Wars stuff on it. It's bet is in like all the Marvel the stuff is supposed to have like their their comic book feeds and stuff like that, all kinds of stuff on that shit, right? Um, I forgot exactly, but like it's, it's supposed to like supposed retro, to have a like lot. a bunch of stuff like from back in the day, so you get all the animated movies. 
and all that kind of stuff. Like, oh, if they bring back the X Men animated series, where you could just stream that, that would be that would be almost worth it right there. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Pretty sure they'll have to wait until their Hulu contract runs out. Or, or they probably don't have to. They're Disney. They'll probably just buy it out. <laughs> but like, like, how many? Uh, that's worth what? A couple hundred million? Oh yeah, write a check. Check done. We made that yesterday. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we. We made that on Kylo Ren merchandise. Um, yeah. <laughs> probably. Who's, oh, the, and, who's the main character? And uh, well, and then also they're gonna have that uh, that Resistance show. That's like uh, that crew that Poe Dameron puts together of the Resistance, like fighter pilots and stuff. They're gonna have that show because they're already working on that. That's gonna debut. Is Oscar Isaac gonna be on? I think Oscar Isaac because Poe Dameron's a part of the show. So Oscar he won't Oscar Isaac won't be in every episode, but he will pop up. As I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Because as far as I know, Oscar Isaac is actually doing the voice of Poe Dameron because I saw the trailer that they did, and it it either is him or it's somebody who sounds exactly like him. So it's going to be like uh, after the Scooby-Doo stuff ended the movies, Matthew Lillard kept doing the Shaggy Rogers voice right, for like yeah. everything they did after that. Yeah. Instead it's of just Casey kind of like, Kasem. Well, you're just sort of that guy now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Casey Kasem's dead, so he couldn't do it anymore. So Yeah. Had to be Matthew Lillard. Yeah, rest in peace, Casey Kasem. <laughs> rest, I think this like 15 years ago. Yeah, that uh, was like a long time ago. But we, we said it back in the day. Actually, I didn't know he's dead, but he's one of the best voices in you know history. It's great. Okay, but anyway, so a lot of people didn't understand uh, the script of this movie like at all. <laughs> I mean, is it their job to understand the script of the movie? Just watch the movie, enjoy it, and I mean, but this is is the point. Let's so so basically, it says uh, the stupidity of the characters can all be attributed to an awfully written script. Yes, the film brings together many different storylines, but it does so in pretty predictable ways. A few mildly funny scenes where the heroes of different movies meet for the first time, but that's it. Uh, There's a that's about the only good thing I can say about the story. So much of the dialogue in the movie is the Marvel quips and the one-liners, and a lot of it comes in the form of characters throwing personal jabs at one another to the point of wondering why these heroes can't set aside their differences and not being anno- not be annoying for even five minutes in order to stop a villain who wants to wipe out half of the universe's population. With so many characters to focus on, the movie has almost no time for character arcs. There are so many characters in the film that characters like Black Widow and Black Panther are reduced to a few seconds of screen time. Characters that are actually somewhat integral to the plot are so one-dimensional they might as well get seconds of screen time as well. Um, well, see, the thing about this is the Russos had so many characters that they had to write that they... Um, they did this movie from Thanos' point of view. Right. So he's the main character of this movie. Um, so, you know, Captain America is in this movie for like, you know, like six minutes. I mean, yeah. he has a really small screen time, but whenever he's in it, it matters. Yeah, because um, when Cap shows up, some shit goes down. Yeah, I mean, he shows up uh, to save um, Vision and Scarlet Witch from... Uh, um, uh, Carvis Clave and Proxima Midnight. Yeah. Yeah, so um, he saves up for that, which is badass, because 
that like have Vision down against the rail because they stabbed them, and Scarlet's about to fight both of them, uh, which maybe she could have won or maybe not. Um, and what we'll, you know, we'll talk about the battle for Wakanda like later. That that's later, but I'm end. talking about yeah. whenever Vision was stabbed, and they're like, oh, and then you know, um, um, they see somebody just standing behind the train, and she's like, who's that? And she throws the spear thing at him and he's just like catches it and he just comes out of the shadow and you see it's cap and you see vision and scarlet witch look over at him and it's like yep you guys are fucked now yeah <laughs> and then falcon shows up and then you know black widow shows up and kick their ass like pretty quick actually yeah and that's but the thing is is that when they're talking about like there's they don't have any time for story arcs You've had like 19 movies up to this point, or 20 movies, however many it was. Yeah, it's time to get down to the action. There's you no have more story three arcs. Iron Man movies. You have three Captain America movies, three Thor movies, two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and you have a Hulk movie in there at the very beginning. So if you haven't been paying attention to anything that's going on in the other characters' storylines, you know, and then you also have Doctor Strange involved with this too, and you have an Ant Man movie. So if you haven't been paying attention to that, why the fuck are you watching Avengers? And because also there's two other Avengers movies before this. Yeah, there's the Avengers and, uh, and Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. But if you haven't been paying attention, and then you're like, well, they don't really have time to 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 like really sit with the characters for a bit. It's like, well, yeah, because this it's got they got to do everything in, in two and a half hours, and the story's not done. They have to also do the second part of it. Yeah, I mean, and, and Doctor Strange is, uh, they wrote him to be kind of like the adult in the room in every scene. Uh, even whenever he's face-to-face -face with Thanos, he's kind of supposed to seem like he's the superior one. He's the calm, level-headed one. Yeah, he, he wrote it like that. I like, he, like, when he shows up, I like how he's like, yeah, you seem like a Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's, uh, but that's just Cumberbatch. Like, Cumberbatch... Cumberbatch is magical. He's, like he really is. He really like, is magical. <laughs> I mean, that, there's Dr. really Strange no other aside. way to say it. I mean, just when, whenever you're actually like a fan of like just seeing actors like you know performance stuff, you can say things like that. When you're, if you're just like kind of like, oh, I watch movies, magical. What are you saying about magical? You gay? It's like no. It's like whenever you see somebody that comes on screen and they just. Make everything work like a Johnny Depp or a Brad Pitt or Leonardo Gary DiCaprio, Oldman. Gary Oldman, and you're like, no, these these guys are special. Like as yeah. soon as you see Denzel. them do something, yeah, Denzel is is one of those guys. You, you can know. just put them; they are clay. You put them in a situation, and they mold themselves into what they need to be. Yeah, and, and you know, a lot of, of a times, I you know, I, a lot of times, I wouldn't say there's there's many bad actors like. You know, if you do this, you you have some sort of skill for it. It's it's hard to do, and to make a movie, even even get in movies, it's hard. And then to continuously get movies. Yeah. So I would say the difference is there's you know there's actors and then there's you you know great actors like the bad actors. You know, you know Channing Tatum's not even really a bad actor. Is he a good actor? No, but he's, he's not a bad him. actor. He's just. He's limited. He he has good looks. He's good at comedy. And he's good at comedy, and he can't really do anything else. And, you know, a lot of people get by off that. You know, uh, Seth Rogen is one of the guys I like the most. Put him in a serious movie, 
I'm not you in. I'm not watching it. Just, he just does not look like a guy you can take seriously ever. Yeah. You know, that's why sometimes it's hard for me to watch like a drama with Jonah Hill because it's like, I, dude, you should be doing comedy. Like yeah. that's your thing. And he he is a good actor. And he is a good actor. It's you know, just weird for me to watch him weird in for drama. It. And we need fat Jonah Hill back. <laughs> uh, he looks it to me. He just looks sick. When he's skinny. Kinda, yeah. It's like because he loses so much weight like in his face and his neck. It's like, dude, are you are you like really sick? Are you okay? Yeah, it's like you don't you look know, healthy. I, I mean, you, you know, just you don't you have to still be, be as big and be healthy. Yeah, you don't have to be as big as you was, but you don't have to be that skinny either, man. Like yeah. it's just too skinny. You look you look sick, your skin's bar. sagging and <laughs> it's just it kind of looks gross. It's, yeah, it doesn't look normal for you Jonah. Know, it was kind of like the opposite effect when Christiality gained all the weight, mm-hmm. and it's like you don't look right because we rem- I remember her from like being like tiny, from like Star Trek and, and Cheers, uh, Cheers and stuff like that. It's like yeah, she, she was, was like super tiny, Trek. you know, and very like beautiful and all that kind of stuff. Wasn't and it Wrath of Khan? Yeah, so it was Wrath of Khan. Yeah, yeah. yep, it was on the on the ship. That was her first movie, I want to say. Yeah, it was. Because she came off Cheers, and then she did Star Trek The Wrath of Khan, and then she got into more movies after that. Yeah. I want to say. We're not going to look it up, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> I've seen that. Okay. But uh, but the whole thing about, like, you know, a lot of times it's just, like, you know, people just quipping with each other. It's like, but that's a lot of times how that's Because if you know anything about, you know, like, Iron Man, like Tony Stark, like that's how he talks to people, you know, like him calling Ebony Moss Squidward and stuff like that. Like that's you selling tickets to something, <laughs> but that's like how, but that's how he is. You know, it's like, uh, he, that's how his like sense of humor is. Like he's Tony, like his dad. Yeah. Because yeah. Cause Howard Stark was kind of like that too. He gets a lot of that from his dad, but you know, that's how he is. And like, when you have somebody like, uh, you know, like Peter Quill, I mean, you have Chris Pratt, and you know that he's like extremely good at comedy because he was at Parks and Rec, and mm-hmm. he's very good at doing that. He can do drama, obviously, because he does the like, drama and action and stuff in like the Jurassic World movies. Well, but- Chris Pratt has that charm where he can actually pull you into emotion, which is mm-hmm. rare. Like, you know, this dude was living in, you know, a van whenever he was down in- by the river. Down by the river. <laughs> Um, but he literally li- he like literally lived in a car when he like when he got Parks and Rec he was living out of his car wasn't he? Yeah, he was living out of his car. Um, funny thing, you, you said the down by the river. I just I don't know if anyone <laughs> listening to this show watch watches Iron Fist, but Iron Fist season two, the character Ward, which that actor is one of the guys that you hate in the first season, and then he has like this amazing charm and you love him in the second season. So that actor. Uh, I think you would expect to see him in more things in the future because that just blew my mind because I was like, I fucking hate this guy in the first season. The second season, I'm like, he's one of my favorite characters. This actor is fucking awesome. <laughs> but anyway, he actually yeah. says a line, just, just because you mentioned this, uh, about uh, he got a gun from a guy in a van down by the river. Like, he literally <laughs> says the line. He, he, you know, he, he thought it was funny in the show because he knew that was a you know, Chris Farley reference. Right, yeah. But that yeah. was funny. It's a self-aware joke or whatever. In a, in a van down, down by, by the, the river. river. <laughs> yeah. 
and then go ahead and jump through the table, Steve. No. Yeah. <laughs> you will break all kinds of shit if you do that. Yes. I'm not... Also, this is plastic, so I'm pretty sure that would hurt like a month. Yeah, it'd hurt me. The table would be like, I'm good. <laughs> the table would be like, you know what? All right, I'm not even worried about revenge because I think you fucked yourself up. <laughs> yeah, I, I won this fight. Yeah. <laughs> I won this fight because it's a hard plastic table. These are the good kind. Steven you, Zero Table One. <laughs> yeah, Steven Zero Table One. Yeah. Broke my back. Yeah. Okay, next time we're gonna do backyard wrestling. We're not using plastic tables because it hurts. Like Who would have won in a fight between Thanos and Yondu? And Yondu? It depends. Does Yondu have his little his little whistle bullshit? Hell yeah, he does. Then I don't know. Like, Yondu. <laughs> Yondu probably. <laughs> he just whistle. Michael Rooker's from Alabama, by the way. Really? Jasper Alabama. I thought he was from like New York or something. Really? With yeah. that voice? Yeah, I thought he was from like New York, but oh. I, I just got I, I just assume a lot of actors are from New York anyway. So. I, yeah, that makes sense, but one of the things <laughs> uh well I listen to um multiple podcasts. Michael Rosenbaum does a podcast called Inside of You. Uh you know who that is? Uh, not off the top of my head. He played Lex Luthor in Smallville and stuff like that. Oh, okay. That's his own podcast, but he had Michael Roker on and he, uh, Rooker, my bad. It's not Roker, it's Rooker. Rooker. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, he, he's talking about how he grew up in Jasper, Alabama and stuff and that. And he used to legit beat some ass. <laughs> I could, um, I can see that. Yeah, I, I would, I would not want to find him. No. Okay, so... Now what we'll do is we'll go ahead and talk about Thanos and his plan here. Because people did not understand Thanos, I think, at all in this whole movie. They didn't understand what he was trying to do. Uh, so it says, Thanos' plan to wipe out half of the population of the universe only makes sense to the point of his backstory. An execution is a plan that falls apart and becomes dumber the more you think about it. This might be, though, because the movie tries to paint Thanos and his plan as having depth to it, but this sort of plan would only make sense and work for a generic superhero villain who just wants to destroy the world because he is evil. So with a villain with uh, fake depth, an evil plan that would uh, only work for a generic supervillain character, the overall plot of the movie is a dumb villain scheme that has awful juxtaposition to it. The motivation of Thanos to acquire the six Infinity Stones is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. Even worse than my politicians. <laughs> how, how is killing half the population of the universe going to solve the overpopulation issue? Didn't he know that he will have to do it every ten years because population will just rise back? Seriously, if someone just stops fighting and tells him how stupid his idea is, maybe he would listen and understand and save us all the two hours and thirty minutes and $13 ticket uh, together with all the disappointment. Thanos is so powerful, you wonder why he hasn't collected all the stones a lot earlier. This now seems like a walk in the park and no real challenge. Super easy, barely an inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> anything, anything dangerous coming, he could simply step, step through to another part of the universe, or he could use the reality stone and turn everyone into soap bubbles. Uh, what... Uh, he uses his. Why does he use his powers only so scarcely? Well, otherwise the movie would be over in ten minutes. All fights leave you wondering why Thanos is not using all of his powers. Okay, first thing, he thinks half the universe can repopulate in ten years. 
That's a lot of fucking. <laughs> I don't think he knows how reproduction works. Nope. <laughs> uh, definitely would not. If half the planet right now died, it would not take ten years to replace all those people. Nope. It would probably take, you know, thousands of years to replace all those people. Because it took those many years to get these people. Yeah. You know, and know what it would do a lot to each planet in each universe. Um, uh, it's like um, Gamora's planet, what he did when he went there. So he adopted her because he's like, you're a fighter. She was looking for his mom. He had the people that he was going to let survive on one side and the people he was going to let die on the other. Yeah. Instead of if he was compassionate and just, he would have found her mom and put her on the side that was going to live. Right. Right thing to do, little girl crying and begging for her mom. No, he knew he was going to kill the side where her mom was. He just took her over there, told her not to look, while he slaughtered her entire family. Because he's wiping out, like, in some cases, entire bloodlines. He says it's random. But it's not random if you know who you're killing. Yeah. It's never random. It's the, He's basically, you know, kind of like Hitler. Like, um, you know, you can say that this is something like a plague of the planet and you're trying to save it. You can say those words, but they don't mean anything because they're not true yeah because what was the thing that you know they always said about stuff when it when it came to hitler and like the 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 final solution right it was that um there was a thing where and i can't remember the exact term of it but there was a, a a plan that hitler had when he was first starting to and when he was like he was voted in as chancellor, and he proposed this thing that was, and I can't remember what the term is in German off the top of my head because I just now kind of thought of it when you were talking about Hitler-related stuff. But basically, what it meant when you translated it from German to English is it was called mm-hmm. living space. So the whole point of it was that on, in Germany they had like a, a finite amount of resources and, and a finite amount of land. So they figured, like, well, if we annex Poland and we just take Poland from them, mm-hmm. then we'll have an entirely other country. And then if we are allied with Austria, we can freely cross the Austrian border and we can just expand our territory to where we want to. You know, German children can grow up in a very large environment and they can just freely cross between the borders and, you know, you can build your family there. But guess what he had to do? He had to kill all the Jews before he was going to be able to do all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's almost an exact plan for that. So if you're one of those people that feel like you're on the side of Thanos, then you'd make a really wonderful Nazi. Um, <laughs> yeah, get your swastika out because yeah. you're probably going to be Because his plan is almost exactly the same, except this is in comic book form with magical stones. Right. Okay, now there was another thing that he said at the end of this comment. I forgot because I got engulfed in this part of it, so... Will you read the last part again? Uh, which part about um, uh, 
you wonder why he hasn't collected all the stones a lot earlier? Yes. Okay. okay. That's that is the part that I wanted to to hear again. Okay. That so, sounds easier than it is in actual reality. Yes, because the thing you have to know about collecting the stones a lot earlier is who would he have to collect? Um, let's say the uh, well, yeah, the tesseract. He would have had to collect it at one point from Odin. Yeah. Good old luck. father. He would have got his ass kicked. Yeah, because the Tesseract was, at one point, it was just locked in the vault of Asgard. So you would have had to beat Odin's ass and basically every Asgardian. Yeah, and it's it's a proven fact. This isn't speculation. Odin has defeated Thanos in the comic books. So Odin is stronger than Thanos. There's actually a theory that Odin is actually the one that collected all the Infinity Stones before. That what that uh, the reason that Hela said that the gauntlet in the vault was fake because it was, but it was a warning of what could happen. That's why he had it in the vault. Because um, the other thing too is that the gauntlet in the treasury room when Hela's walking through in, in Ragnarok. It's a right-handed glove. It's a right-handed gauntlet, and Thanos yeah. is left-handed. Left-handed. So Odin, I don't think it's... She might have thought it was a fake, but if Odin was still alive, it might have not have been a fake. He might have actually had that gauntlet for someone like Thanos um, to, to counter someone like Thanos. Yeah. Um, but, okay, that's one reason. Uh, there, There's... Ego is probably another reason. Um, talking about wiping out half the life in the universe, if Ego is a planet, he would take issue with that. Uh, and then uh, Thanos trying to fight Ego would be very difficult, and I don't know, you know, it'd be very hard to win that fight. Right. You know, Ego was at a disadvantage when he fought Peter because Peter was his son and he shared some of the same powers, but Thanos doesn't share any powers with Ego. No. Um, a lot of these things uh, didn't happen because of... Uh, and the ether, which is the reality stone, was hidden. Yeah. Until Jane found it and the Dark Hells came from it for it. And then that's the only way that they, that they knew where that was. Thor the Dark World, yeah was about the ether and the reality stone. Yeah, so, because, uh, what was his name? Um, uh, Odin's father, was it uh, Bormir? No, that's Thor of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting our fictions mixed up here. I forget what his dad's name, but, um, you know, it started with a B, though, I think. Um, um, Born? Was it? Because that's a Viking name. That's born. Or uh, I, I don't shit. I don't remember. I forget. Um, but you know, you know who that was. Uh, he's the one that hid it. Um, after he found it, so it's another thing. Thanos didn't, and also Thanos didn't know where all the stones was. You well, know? and like the power stone that comes up in the first Guardians movie, because Ronan's looking for it, and so is Gamora. Everybody's going for that fucking stone in that movie. It is that's what the, yeah, that's what the fucking movie's about. It's that a, stone. That fucking power stone. But that was on Xandar. Yeah. Yeah. And he decimated Xandar. Did did he destroy all of Xandar? 
When he went for the Power Stone, that's the thing I keep thinking about. Oh, if it's fair and random, why'd you just go to Xandar and just completely destroy the entire planet? Yeah, he didn't spare half of the doors. He's a he psycho. Yeah, he, 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 he even... The dwarf that he spared, he cut off both of his hands yeah. and then put stone in them. He's a crazy person. He's not just. Who knows? He wiped out half the universe. What is he going to do after that? You think he's just going to sit there and be like, oh, that's, yeah, I'm cool now. No, he's going to be like, oh, well, there's this other problem with the universe. And now there's this other problem with the universe. Same yeah. thing all evil people do, like Napoleons and Hitlers. And Mussolini and, and Donald Trump. Yeah, <laughs> all the all the great evil people. All the great evil, evil um, people. Yeah, <laughs> you know Genghis, you know John Waters. John Waters. <laughs> if anything, that mustache terrorized everybody. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh man, I did not think we get a John Waters <laughs> reference in uh, on an Infinity yes! War podcast. Um, but, uh, but, you know, the thing about, uh, you know, Thanos and what he's trying to do is that he, cause he, he, he's even says in the movie that, you know, the, uh, what is the line that he says? He was like the, the hardest choices, you know, require the strongest of wills. Right. So he thinks that he is the hero of the universe because they're like, well, so say you do wipe out half of these, uh, half of the universe in, in a, in a snap. What then? And he was like, you know, I'll, I'll rest. I'll, I'll look right. out at a sunset at a grateful universe and know that I did a good job. What does Dr. Strange say back to him though? I think you'll find our wills are as equal to yours. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> boom, boom. And then he forms that magic in his hands when he's got the, the stuff forming. Yeah. Oh God. Benedict Cumberbatch is so amazing in this movie. Yeah. Like he's so good in this movie, but, uh, I think the thing with, with Thanos and what he's trying to do is I think that because it's one of the things that, and, and I, cause like I, George Lucas always talked about it and I can't remember where he got it from. Cause I want to say it was something that Spielberg said, but I'm not entirely sure. It might've been something that he, he learned from Francis Ford Coppola, but, uh, he, because he's friends with Coppola as well. A lot of those guys are all friends with each other cause they went, they went to school at USC with you know at the same time to go through film school. They went through the, to the same orgies, right? Yeah, they went to the same orgies and the sex parties. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Oliver Stone also was part of that later on, of course. But yeah, he brought uh, the he brought the cocaine always. Yeah. Hey, Ali's here. Cocaine candy time. <laughs> uh, and somebody's like, "Oh, Oliver brought the yay. Cool." <laughs> um, but. One of the things that George Lucas would always say is that uh, villains in stories never think of themselves as the villain. They think of themselves as the hero. Like Darth Vader. Yeah, exactly. Because he's like, Darth Vader believes completely in what he's trying to do, right? That's what he's they're trying, trying to, to do. Bring Thanos is supposed to be their next the Darth Vader. Darth Vader is the greatest villain in movie history. Right. I don't think there's any debate. One of the most iconic. Yeah, I, for, I forgot. I remember seeing like an article one time that was like, the most iconic, uh, you know, villains or the best villains in like movie history, and it's like, you know, Vader. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think he is number one, and then like Khan from Wrath of Khan is in there, uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker, 
from the first Batman movie. He's up there as far Keith as Ledger's like Joker, iconic villains. Ledger's, I think, was like in the top twenty. So you got two Jokers in that yeah in that list. I forgot it was like oh god, what was well, it? Joaquin Phoenix Joker might make that list as soon as that movie comes out. That teaser trailer looks insane. It looks yeah. Well, they don't have like a teaser out yet. It's just like. It's like paparazzi footage, basically. No, the, the, it's like a teaser where he's just like standing there. Did you see that? Uh, oh, no, I didn't see that. It's I, like he's standing there, and it's, it's literally just Joaquin Phoenix standing there, and it's just like him just standing there with a straight face for a second, and you see these flashes of a clown, like a projector, go over his face. Uh, like for a second, and then you see him like go and like go from like rest face to smiling all the way. Then you see him in the clown paint that they're going to use, and he's smiling, like, for a second. Then he goes, like, serious and, like, evil-looking, and then that's it. That's, like, the whole teaser trailer, but it looks fucking insane. Yeah. Hashtag already better than Jared Leto. Anyway. <laughs> like a billion times. Like, all right. right, it's already a better movie than everything I've seen from Jared Leto. Yeah, exactly. Like, literally, the movie could be Joaquin Phoenix standing in one spot and doing that smile. Already better. <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like with Thanos, I, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like the, the main thing for him is that he feels totally justified in what he's doing because he saw his entire planet basically just overpopulate itself. And so he feels like, oh, well, you know, if, if I had the power to, I could just remove you know the population so that you have more resources for everybody and that's the thing it's like he he thinks in his mind that that's the way to solve it and it's like dude if you have that kind of power with all the infinity stones you are effectively a god or very close to a god by having all those infinity stones but the problem is is that you could you could probably do more with those stones than just wipe out half of the universe because it's like if you use all your power up to do that, then imagine what you could have done if you had actually used the power for some kind of good, you know? Yeah, he doesn't think that way, though. Like, I bet you in the reality of what happened to his planet because it's off his axis and stuff, and that wouldn't happen because of overpopulating. Um, you know, a planet's not going to go off his axis because it's overpopulated. That has my guess, by a meteor. my guess is uh, that Thanos is one of the reasons that it's destroyed. Like no one would listen to him, and he thought it was getting out of the hand, and he destroyed his own planet. That's but my nobody guess. else is left alive from the Titans, so he can tell whatever story he wants to. Oh, uh, we were overpopulated. Like the, you know, the yeah. Earth, you know, our planet was beautiful and it was great, but you know, we we overbreeded and. We couldn't maintain our own population, and we basically were starving ourselves to death, you know. And so my my plan is that I don't want to see that happen to the rest of the universe. But yeah. it's like that whole thing where like it shows it shows Titan in its fucked up state, and then he like he like clenches the fist, and then he shows he uses the reality stone to show what it used to look like, and it's like yeah, Titan looked beautiful. It was great. It was like a lush planet and had all these resources and stuff like that. But he could basically just tell people, well, you know, you know, everything else just kind of fucked up. 
he doesn't really want to tell people, oh, by the way, I, I murdered like everybody on my well, planet. Yeah, no problem throwing a moon at his planet. So apparently, he, yeah. you know, it's not something that he cares about for real. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he, he doesn't really care about fixing the problem. He thinks that these stones are going to solve the problem, and yeah. it's not. It's like, well, that's he's taking the easy way out instead of trying to use these stones, collecting them for some kind of yeah. good. How about create more resources? Right. If you think overpopulation is a problem, and Earth isn't overpopulated. You no, know, it, and a lot of these other planets aren't either. Yeah, I mean, in reality, it would take like, like some close to six billion more people before you could even talk about overpopulating Earth. Yeah, like and that's not going to happen. People die too naturally, and you know too much to ever get that number. So that that's not a thing that actually exists, right? You know, like there's a Dan Brown novel is Inferno, uh, which where the villain of that actually was had the same thing. He was trying to stop overpopulation. Which isn't a real issue right now. It would yeah. literally take fucking a thousand years to reach that number, but that's only if people stop dying at the rate they're dying at. Yeah. It would literally take fucking for a thousand years. <laughs> for a thousand years with people living to fucking, like everyone living to 90. Right. Literally. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Between like, disease and. You know, there's things. cancer, there's just natural diseases, there's war. Yeah, you know, random acts of violence. Violence, I mean, there's just everything. There's no way to reach that number. But, yeah, and it's it's like he's he thinks that his way of dealing with the problem... I think the thing is, is that in his mind, he's created this image of himself that he's going to be this, like, savior that people will be like, thank you, Thanos, for what Killing you have my, done. half my family. Yeah, and... it's like, no, you destroyed half my family, fuck you. But that's the thing in his mind. Ultimately, Thanos wants power because for him to go after those infinity infinity stones, you have to have a lot of will and a lot of determination to track all those down and get a hold of them, right? Mm -hmm. So, but the problem is, is that in his mind, he thinks that he's doing a good thing. That ultimately, his cause is for good, and it's not. He's fooled himself into thinking that what he's doing is good, but it really isn't. He's using the overpopulation thing as an excuse for going after the stones when everybody else can see that that's a horrible idea. You don't want to have somebody with that kind of temperament with that kind of power. It's just not good for anybody for him to have any of those stones. You know, whether he has two or he has all six of them, it's not a good idea for him to have any no. of that shit because he can't be trusted with it. It's like yeah. Loki. Loki had the fucking Tesseract, the space stone, and lost his fucking mind with it. Yeah. One stone. He had one stone, and it drove him crazy. And he was like, fuck it, I'll invade the Earth with a bunch of Shatari aliens. He had one stone, and he went fucking batshit crazy. Imagine what kind of madness you'd have for wielding the power of all six of them on one gauntlet. It would drive you insane yeah, to I know mean, that you have that kind of power. The only person that could probably actually wear that glove is Thor. Because Thor is... Or Odin. But well, you, you basically have now. to be descended from Odin. But yeah, Odin would have worn it back in the day, but Thor's probably the only one now. The only other one who probably would have the will strong enough to do it would be Cap. Cap. But, but he would definitely die him if in he the process a... of using it. But you know? if, you know, you know Cap, he would die 
gladly to save everyone. If he could, if he could wear the gauntlet and use the Infinity Stones to fix problems, and they, knowing that it would kill him, he would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, sacrifice is Captain America's story. He yeah. is, he is what a hero is supposed to be. Yeah. And you know, uh, Iron Man's popular because he's probably the most relatable hero because he's flawed and he fucks up a lot and he always has drama and stuff. That's that's the human. You know, he's the most human, I guess, out of everyone. You know, except maybe Hawkeye, who has a family, and Ant-Man, who's amazing. Yeah. Which isn't in this movie, so. <laughs> and we haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, so we will have yeah. to report on that later. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's get down so, to the next comment. So now, what we'll go over is uh, Gamora and the Soul Stone. Ooh. So... <laughs> So basically, it, it, people a lot of people didn't really understand what Gamora was trying to do by engaging Thanos directly, knowing that she really doesn't have the kind of power to, to fight him directly. But it says Gamora does not want Thanos to get a hold of her, but yet runs directly to Thanos and engages him in combat, knowing fully well she is nowhere near strong enough. Also, so Thanos loved Gamora. Honestly, why... It says, uh, no, I skipped it. It says, wow, why on earth should he? The soul stone was so evasive and couldn't be found for many millennia. But then when we simply fly to a planet close by, surprise, surprise, we learned during the film that Gamora conveniently knows where the soul stone is hidden. You know, a hint which is obviously forgetting, uh, forgotten to be planted in the in the in in an earlier movie. Nope, it's in your Guardians Galaxy 2. Uh, yeah, so they missed <laughs> that part. But meet your field guide, Red Skull, then throw someone you love into the pit, and that's it. Nobody could have done that before. Gamora's death scene was shot like a low-budget, sappy music video. Um, <laughs> well, okay, so the Soul Stone requires what you love the most. Which doesn't mean that no one's ever not possessed this before. But it's a warning. Um, and the person that set these rules, um, I think is Odin. I think Odin is the one that hid this stone of Vormir and set the rules for this. And here's the reason why. Um, some of the, the things where they were talking about, like, I, I don't think Odin actually collected all the stones or anything like that, but I do think Odin had the soul stone. At least the soul stone. Whenever he, him and Hela was taken over the nine realms. Right. That they took over. And he banished Hela because of the greed that it was causing between, you know, wanting more domination and more to expand. Yeah, she got too crazy with it. And Odin's yeah. like, no, we've done enough. And I think they used the stone through this. And, you know, this is just a theory. This isn't maybe fact or anything. But I think, or who, you know, I'm just using Odin as an example, but whoever had that stone before decided they love something more than the stone. And my theory is Odin had Thor. And he said, I need to get rid of the soul stone. It's consuming us. You know, we want more and more. Uh, what would someone not be willing to give to get this stone? And the answer is Thor. Yeah. 
because he would he, never give a son. He would never give his own son for the for that power stone. of the stone. And so that's what changed Odin. And then that's the rule. But Thanos, he abided by the rule, but is Gamora. Gamora's who he loves the most, not what he loves the most. What he loves the most is power. What he loves the most is power. The soul stone, the stones themselves are all think, they think. That's why Vision and the Mind Stone could evolve into what he was. Right. Because the stones think for themselves. They choose. The soul stone chose to come to Thanos because of what his intent was and what the end result will be. Something's going to happen that needs to happen, and it's going to happen to Thanos. And it's going to be because of the Soul Stone. Thanos might even be the one that fucks up to give the Avengers the opening to come for him. He might try to bring Gamora back, which could create a hole in the quantum realm or in time, and give them another shot, which I think is what's going to happen. Because there's because the, he gave up everything, and only thing he's gonna think, oh well, maybe I can just bring Gamora back. I but do have because he's like, I still have the Soul Stone. Maybe I can just use that one last time and bring Gamora back to me. But what's that going to do? That's going to everything has consequences. They say this in the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, using the Time Stone has consequences. Right. Thanos used that in Infinity War to bring Vision back, which I think has to have some type of crazy consequences to reversing the destruction of an Infinity Stone. Right. He put a destroyed Infinity Stone in his gauntlet. He probably put a corrupted Time Stone in his gauntlet because that did not look like... Uh, Doctor Strange isn't going to give up the real Time Stone. It's just not going to happen. Not without having something done to it. Yeah, but and what, we will talk about Strange and the Time Stone next. Okay. So we'll save that for the next bit. But the thing about the Soul Stone that's interesting is that as soon as uh, Red Skull tells him, like, you know, it, it basically it hungers, you, you know, you have to give it the thing that you love the most. And then Gamora's like, oh, well, shit. Okay, well, you don't good. love anything. You don't love anything. You don't have anything that you care for. The universe and then he grabs her you. and starts dragging She's her. She's like, this cliff. isn't love. And she was like, this isn't love. You, this, you might think that's what this is. And you might think that you have some attachment to me. But it's like, you don't love me. Now, after he throws her off the cliff and she dies, you can see he, he cries. Like, he literally mm -hmm. cries because of that. Because he knows that this is costing him more than he thought he was going to have to because he doesn't really give a shit about Nebula. He's never really cared about Nebula. He likes torturing her. He likes torturing Nebula, but that's as much as he cares for her. Gamora, he actually treats almost like his real daughter because there's even the uh, deleted scenes where it showed like Gamora doing missions for Thanos. And he felt like, well, if, if Gamora becomes good enough, I don't have to do this anymore, and I can give the throne to her, and Gamora will take over for my agenda. And she will be the one looking for the Infinity Stones and doing my work for me. And I, you know, I will have raised her in my image, and you know, she will be the the one that carries on, you know, my legacy even when I pass on. And so, but Gamora diverges from him and is like, You're fucking crazy, I'm not helping you anymore. And that's when she starts working with the Guardians and she meets Quill. 
and she meets Drax. And yeah, she's like, I hate that fucking. Yeah, and she's like, eventually, she started to really hate her dad because it's like she she understands really what he's trying to do, and now that she's been away from him, it's like she has that you know moment of clarity that oh fuck, this dude's a psychopath. Like, why am I following him? Like, I understand he's he's my dad, like in quotes, but you know he's not actually your dad. He's like he's an adopted dad, and he basically kidnapped her, and then but just kind of like just took her, you know. Like that's not. I mean, he, he, it's almost might... the same thing that Yondu did with Quill. Yeah, but the only difference is Yondu actually did it and then saved Quill. Yeah. Like, he literally saved Quill because he didn't take him to Ego. Like, Ego would have took, you know, he would have took him there and Ego would have used him or killed him as a kid. Yondo was like, screw that, I'm raising this one because I've already took too many kids to Ego and he killed him. Yeah. The difference is, is that Peter's actually like one of his sons. Yeah. Or it's like his, you know, his son because that's... You know, a combination of ego and and Quill's yeah. mom, but but it's not his daddy. No, it's Yondu. Yeah, and he's Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> Michael Rooker. That's uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, everything goes everything goes back to Michael Rooker, right? I um, love you. But uh, but that's the thing I think about uh, the Soul Stone and Gamora, because there's a lot of people that are like, well. When Thanos wiped out half the universe, because and you might be able to explain this because I heard this theory is that when they disintegrated into ash, they actually went to the Soul Stone and they are trapped in the Soul Stone realm with Gamora. Right. And the idea is is that if the Soul Stones like what it does is like if it reverses it, then everybody would be able to come back. Yes. But I don't know if that's true or not. That's just one of the theories that I. That heard. is a good theory, and but there's going to be a cost. It has to cost something. Yeah. And who is it going to cost? You know what? What's, what's it going to cost for who? And that's where the Captain America theories come in. Are the entire Avengers as a whole comes in? Them all are sacri- sacrificing themselves as a unit to bring everyone back from the Soul World, which. You know, my thought is the next Avengers movie is going to be about them preventing uh, what happened. Right. Not reversing it. It's preventing it. It's going back into time and then trying to prevent it from happening in the first place. Um, And then maybe everyone taking a different path. But, you know, maybe some sacrifices will be made. I would almost 100% imagine Captain America will sacrifice himself for someone at some point in that movie. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is that the... Because... I'm trying to remember, because Red Skull uses the Tesseract in the first Captain America, and then he, like, disappears. And he just... Apparently, he went to uh, uh, Vormir, where the Soul Stone was... Yes, and, he's and been, he became a different actor. Yeah, <laughs> it's too bad we couldn't get Hugo Weaving back. That would have Hugo been so hated cool. the makeup. It's like really, is that like, what? But look it's at one scene. Look at Zoe Saldana. She has to be green for like every movie she does. Is Gamora. fucking Dave Batista has to have full body paint. Yeah, he has to have like a full prosthetic. Yeah, I mean, this like takes like seven hours to do. Yeah, and uh, how long does it take to, for Saldana to do her green? Because she has to do her whole upper body at least. 
Uh, well, not all the time though, because a lot of times she's wearing long sleeves, so it's really just like the like hands and face. Yeah, yeah. She does a lot of like makeup for her face and like her upper, yeah. like her chest area. Yeah. But Drax is always shirtless because Batista's, you know. I mean, Drax is drawn like that, but also Batista's like, I mean, look at this. You don't have to cover this up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, he's well, built his we... shit. I mean, he's in great shape still to be like, he's almost 50. Do you people fucking know that? Is he? I thought he was like, like, like 40 something. something. Yeah, that's close like, to 50. I think it was like, like early 40s or like late 30s. It's like 44, 45. Close. I'm just saying. It's oh, like mid 40s. He, okay. He's a, he's in amazing shape to be that old. Like, just, yeah. to, you know, and he's, you know, still can do that stuff. He was awesome and, uh, Bond, yeah, as the as, yeah, yeah, as uh, Mr. Hanks, yeah, the dude, just he's killing it. Like he, I never thought because we watch wrestling, not anymore. It's garbage, uh, but we used to watch wrestling and uh, hashtag push Finn Balor. <laughs> yeah, you put the championship belt on Finn, then we'll watch it again. Right, uh, but you know we we watch some wrestling. You're never you're never like oh man, this guy's like got awesome charisma. He's Batista's, gonna be an actor. Batista's or something like, like that. you know he's got all the talent. Because when I first heard they're like you're gonna get Dave Batista to be Drax the Destroyer in Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm like I'm like Batista's like not really. I mean, yeah, he he act, is he actually yeah. doing or can, 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 can is he just gonna act? be like just a like just like a like and then a you see him and then you're like guy. oh fuck I've been watching Batista all around. did did he just not give a fuck about wrestling because I mean, he did none of this. In wrestling, like yeah. that charisma doesn't come out at all whenever he's wrestling. No, like when you see him as Drax, you're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Do you think part of it also is that James Gunn knew how to get the most out of him? Yeah, James Gunn is an amazing director. Sad he's not going to be able to do Guardians of the Galaxy three because some shit he did like ten years ago. Yeah, um, that whole situation's like super fucked up. But I'm not you know. siding with anyone on that. But they better get a very fucking good director, or it's just going to be a shame. Because yeah. you got to get somebody that Batista likes because he's already kind of pissed off about all this. Yeah, and you, it's really not like you can be like, hey, we'll one. replace you, Batista. It's like, you can't. How the fuck do you replace Drax with somebody you, you else? You literally can't replace anyone in that whole fucking cast except, like, Vin Diesel. Right. <laughs> and that's just because he doesn't even show up. Because I think it's a fucking long game trick, too, that Vin Diesel's Groot. I think they're going to introduce him as someone else. In the title of a movie that he's supposed to be Groot in, and people are like, "Oh fuck!" I think it's something bigger like because he's it just Adam does not lock or something. Yeah, like something like that. Like, because it, it doesn't make sense. It's like, or no, wouldn't it be weird if they were playing some kind of weird fucking long game and he's the Silver Surfer? Yeah, yeah, that'd be that fucking makes sense. Actually, that would fucking your whole brain would melt when like, you saw you that. Just see it like, like show Diesel up, and Groot. then you just hear him start talking, and you're like. That's Vin Diesel. That's Vin Diesel. <laughs> and you're like, boom, we casted just, Vin Diesel right under your fucking nose as Silver Surfer. And and this shit's been going on for like know, five or six years. Because you thought yeah. he was Groot. You thought he was Groot. We're not going <laughs> to pay him that kind of money to say three fucking lines a movie. Come on, guys. Right. They have to be having him as like, because that way they can they can have him on a cash sheet. And you'll just be like, oh, well, he's, he's Groot, obviously. He's Groot or something. Then he shows up as a Silver Surfer, and you're like, holy fuck. <laughs> Silver, how crazy would that be? It's like surfer. one of the open scenes or whatever. It's like, you know, Thanos is like all in fucking La La Land and shit because he's like, yeah, I killed like trillions of people. I'm awesome. Uh, and then you just see like Silver Surfer like show up or something like that. And he was like, he was like, you've been warned or whatever. And it's like, who are you? And he was like, 
you know, just like I'm the end and just like surfs off and something. And you're like, oh, fuck, that's how this shit starts. <coughs> It'd be pretty badass just to see Surfer because he kicks ass, you know, everyone's ass. Yeah. He's one of the most powerful characters in Marvel. And that's, yeah. But that would be fucking crazy if they're playing some kind of weird long game like that where they're like, they're planning to try and buy that Fox shit all the whole time so they can get access to, you know, the Fantastic Four characters and everything. That would be, that would be the, like, the most epic amount of patience ever because that wasn't something that they even thought was going to be possible but then they're like, yeah. well, fuck, since we do have you know Vin Diesel under contract, let's fucking guys you give him a real character and not just make him a tree. Yeah. He's the fucking silver surfer. People be like, oh shit. Yeah, okay. just see him show up as the fucking silver surfer and just people be like, oh my god. And then if Galactus shows up, it's like, oh shit. And Galactus would show up for this too, actually. Uh people don't know that, but Galactus fucking hates Thanos in the comic books. Yeah. So we could actually see some Celestials actually show up. Uh, we wouldn't say on the side of good, but their interests would not be aligned with Thanos's. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that, that, that'd be something very fun to see. But, uh, okay, so we talked about Soul Stone. Let's talk about Time Stone. Time Stone. It's about to get, it's, it's about to get fucking crazy. Okay, so... I I went back and I rewatched the Doctor Strange movie um, when I was sick because I didn't have shit else to do and I'm I'm on all kinds of medication trying to get rid of this bullshit. So I'm like, well, I'm watching the. So what happens when you eat Captain Zeta's own pussy? <laughs> it's funny too because you were uh, there was like one of those days where you were like, you know, are you still feeling sick or whatever? And I literally had the thing where it was Michael Douglas talking about like he got. He got like cancer from eating Catherine Zeta Jones's cooch, and I was about ready to send it to you. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, Steve might take that the wrong way or something, maybe. So I'm like, I'm just gonna sit on that and not do that. But that's what I thought of because I had an infection in my throat, <laughs> and you know, at, at, at work, I, people were like, "What? You know, what? What was your infection?" And I'm like, "Oh, I got some bad cooch, and it infected my, uh, it infected my throat or whatever." <laughs> you know. It's like the whole Scarface thing. It's like, how'd you get that scar? Eating pussy? It's like, how the fuck am I get to get this eating pussy, man? You know? like it was... <laughs> He didn't know about Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, apparently, because Catherine Zeta-Jones' pussy is, like, so good that it's just, like, your body just can't handle it. Um, I kind of believe it. Yeah, I could see that. If you, if, if, you, if you saw a study that came across that said, uh, that said eating Emma Stone's cooch could give you cancer, people would be like, yeah, but how bad is that cancer? <laughs> I'd risk is it. it bad? Yeah, because Steve would be like, well, you know what? I mean, was it just mouth cancer or is it like, you know, is it something else? Because it's like soul cancer. Yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, don't care. I, you know, it's like I could deal with it if I knew that that was how I got it, you know? Yeah, that's that's my hall pass. That's my hall pass in the stone. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but uh, so, in, so it says here in the comments, it says, uh, uh, Doctor Strange doesn't once use the Time Stone uh, during his battle with Thanos. Strange absolutely cannot ever hand over the, the the Time Stone, but apparently sees no particular need to jump back in time and maybe reverse being on the ship in the first place. 
maybe even you know turn back time until Star Lord does not punch Thanos in the face, or why not trap Thanos in some sort of a time loop like he used against Dormammu? If I, a plebeian audience member, can think of this, why can't Strange? There's only one outcome where we win and it involves the worst leader of all time, Iron Man, Tony Stark. And so I think the the thing about the Time Stone is that Strange, and that's also I think one of the reasons why he, he says to Tony, is it, you know they're like why would you do that? Why would you give him the time stone? He's like we're in the end game now. It's the only way. Yeah, and so Strange is playing three dimensional chess, and everybody else is playing two dimensional chess. Like you remember three dimensional chess from Star yeah. Trek, where like Spock would play chess on three dimensions because it was harder. You know that's how Vulcans build their logic is you know playing chess on multiple dimensions, having the third layer to deal with, and. Strange is working at a level that none of them have any understanding of. Because from the time that he dealt with Dormammu, he has been studying the Eye of Agamotto and the Time Stone, like, probably a lot since then. Well, for one, how do you know he didn't use the Time Stone? Yeah. You don't see him in every scene of the fight. Uh, He could have been in the background making sure certain things happened with the Time Stone. Um... Right. Because he knows what the combination is that needs to happen. Two, he knew he had to hand the time stone over um, to win. Um, And there's going to be a reason for that. I do imagine you see Doctor Strange early in the next part of this movie. Uh, Either coming back, my guess is early in this movie you're going to see Doctor Strange talking to Captain Marvel in the 90s. Oh. I think that's one of the things that's that's going to happen pretty early because uh, he may even be going to Captain Marvel and giving her the time stone. Huh. Well, that'd be interesting. Because that would be one way for the Avengers to use it for future events, and she's in, like I said, she's in the 90s, so she could actually prepare for what's to come. Um, so that, that's something that, that could happen. But Doctor Strange, if he did it, it's because it had to happen. If you knew anything about Doctor Strange, he is probably, if not one of, he is the most powerful uh, superheroes in the Marvel Universe. Because of what he can do in different realms, yeah. Um, and also, access magic. We and... also thought it would be it was interesting how his face disappeared first, instead of his body like everyone else's. We talked about this whenever we watched it multiple times, and we're like, did he just imitate himself disappearing so he can kind of puppeteer everything in the shadows? Yeah. Well, remember the thing, because you texted me one day, and you were talking about some of the rules and how the time stone works. So when he's doing the 14,605-whatever, like, thousand combinations, you were, I remember you telling me that the time stone cannot show you anything past your own death. Exactly, because um, 
I don't okay. know where you got that from because I tried to look that up and I couldn't find it. But I'm like, Steve apparently, because Steve knows more about this than I do well, as the, far as how the stones work in the comics and everything. The Ancient One tells him that she has prevented a bunch of catastrophic uh, um, um, catastrophic events from happening, but she can never see past her own death. She says that in the soul scene in the Doctor Strange movie. She says she's always prevented things from happening, but she can never see past. Oh, like her when own she's in time. her actual form talking to Strange? Yeah, she can never see past her own time. Yeah. Um, that's a fact of the time stone. You can never, ever see past your own death. She says it in the movie. Um... So, for Doctor Strange to see all those scenarios that they lose and win, he had to live past that. Yeah. Or he wouldn't have been able to see the results. He has to know how to live past every one of those circumstances. So he had to have lived. Or, the only other explanation is the only ex- the only way that they win is that he dies. But then he wouldn't know the result of it. So he has to win every time. Yeah. He has to live every time. Because if not, he couldn't see past it, because the Ancient One tells him that much. I mean, she couldn't ever see past her own death. Right. And she had the time stone for thousands, thousands of years. years. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is that, you know, she understood the way that the time stone worked and understood the rules of it. Strange learns the time stone in a few months. Right? Isn't that what it is? So, I think what what happens a lot of times is that when you see something happening on screen, you're always looking at it from just exactly what's happening, but the Marvel movies, if they're anything, they are set up with very fine details involved. So you always... Whenever you're looking at these movies, you're always kind of thinking to yourself, like, okay, after you go back and you rewatch stuff, you kind of look for little Easter egg things. Because there's a part in the, you know, in, at the beginning of the movie when uh, Ebony Ma and, like, the children of Thanos attack uh, New York and they're, you know, looking for essentially, you know, the time stone because they know that it's there. And there's a, a part where you can see, and I forgot the the big uh, bulky dude's name, but he's wearing Obsidian. Cole Obsidian, uh, yes, Cole uh, Obsidian. He's wearing part of Captain Marvel's uniform, almost yes. like he would fought her and then took part of her uniform from her and then has it hanging off of his belt. Like it's some kind of a trophy for like a previous conquest or something. Hey, if I took Brie Larson's clothes off, I'd probably collect that shit too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, she's going to be amazing as Captain Marvel. Cannot wait. It'd be like taking movie. the uh, Batgirl outfit from Alicia Silverstone. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they casted her because how that outfit looked. Her, her ass looked in that outfit. Yeah. Um, the best bat ass I think yeah. you've seen. <laughs> I don't know. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer is a good badass. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Michael Keaton had a good badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. anyway, <laughs> but, uh, but they're always, the Marvel movies, there's always little things that are like hidden. And because they always, they do a really good job of setting things up. And one of the things that, because uh, we, when we were talking about how 
Strange's face disintegrates before the rest of his body does, and nobody else nobody is else like that. Disintegrates that way. Everybody else disintegrates from like their feet all the way up because yeah. the last thing you see is their face and them reacting to it. I mean, even Spider Man, the same thing as God, he's disintegrating. So sad. Him and his Groot's disappearance is like the saddest. As soon as he, yeah, especially because that's like the most emotional you ever see Rocket. But anyway, he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, no, buddy, no. Only Guardian that lived too, man. He must be important in this next movie. Yeah. Well, when you think about that, all of the smartest people are still around because it's Stark, Shuri, uh, Rocket, and Banner. Yeah. They're all alive. That's probably the four smartest people in the universe, <laughs> essentially, you know. Yeah. Shuri, Shuri's, uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see who's, who's smarter out of, um, Shuri and Rocket. Cause Shuri kind of proved herself to be smarter than Bruce and Iron Man. Yeah. And Tony is a freaking genius. He's a genius. I don't know if she could outsmart Tony strategically, but you know, um, engineering wise, engineering wise. Yes. She's developed, she developed like that nanotechnology for the black Panther suits before he even thought of but it. Rockets like casual genius. Like he'll just be like building shit and you'll be like, I mean, he built a fucking gun that could destroy a moon and he's right. just like piddling around with it. Right. I don't think, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how much for the arm? It's not for sale. I'm gonna get that arm. <laughs> I'm gonna get that arm. But he's just like, looking at, I was like, you're not getting this. You're arm. not getting this arm, dude. Come on. Um, which also reminds me that since uh, we randomly sidetracked on Rocket for a second, uh, somebody I think it was on Twitter they did a thing because they know they have the new uh, Disney streaming service that's coming yes. out. Um, somebody said like they should give Rocket his own show, and it's like Rocket running a pawn shop of all the crazy shit that he's collected and stolen from people. <laughs> no, but they should give Rocket and Groot their show, The Ventures of. Rocket and Groot, like in the comic books, that would just be that'd be pretty awesome, fucking amazing, like a prequel to the Guardians. Yeah, but it was things like you know he like he had stolen Loki's helmet, and he had uh, he had um, uh, the Winter Soldier's arm, and like all that kind of stuff, like in a pawn shop because he had just stolen all this shit and he was like selling it off. I just thought that was kind of funny because somebody did like a, it was like a painting that they did like that. Yeah, I'd be 100% okay with that show. I'd watch it probably yeah. every time. And just see Rocket just stealing shit so he can sell it, you know? <laughs> be like, I am Groot. I know it's not right to steal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am Groot. Groot. <laughs> you know, and he's like... Yeah, you're going to get half. Whatever. Yeah, you're going to get half. You did okay. none of the freaking work. <laughs> yeah. That's some acorns on you, kid. <laughs> yeah, um, but it, it, especially if you get Bradley Cooper. Also, just since we kind of came up on the Rocker Bradley Cooper thing... Uh, he's directing a movie called A Star is Born with Lady Gaga. Yeah. Looks like it's probably going to win some Oscars. And Anthony, Anthony Mackie is cast as the star of the second season of uh, Altered Carbon. So that congrats to the, the cast of the MCU. For doing big things. Big things. And, uh, yeah, Tessa Thompson, who's Valkyrie, is also going to be on uh, the new Men in Black movie with Chris Hemsworth. Of course, I mean he has to have his girl, right? It's like because eventually you get like you know people are like, wait, so so Tessa Thompson's dating Janelle Monet and Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> like no, Chris Hemsworth married, but that would make a beautiful couple. I'd be one hundred. That would be like one of the most beautiful humans ever, Tessa Thompson and, and Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Chris Hemsworth's son's already one of the most beautiful beautiful humans ever. It's like because uh, it's like 
Isla Parky or whatever is his wife. Uh, I don't remember. Isla Parky. She's from Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I don't think I remember. Um, Which Fast and the Furious? A bunch of them. Uh, I I don't remember. I don't remember who she was in those. Is uh, she Australian too? Elsa uh, Pedicky. Ah, okay. Yeah, well, no, yeah, they have, uh, okay, well, they have fucking three kids together. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe you remember her. That's a picture of her. She's in the past. Oh, well, Elsa, Elsa Pataki. Yeah. Elsa Pataki. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I, I think I remember her from those movies. Yeah, that's Hemsworth's wife. Ah, Christmas. okay. Yeah, Chris Liam is an off and on thing with Miley Cyrus, which is probably keeping him out of the MCU, honestly. Yeah. He'd probably been casted as a character by now if he wasn't with Miley Cyrus. But they're like, yeah. Oh, there's, they let her be a voice in the Guardians of the Galaxy, though. I mean, yeah. They let her be the computer voice. Michael Rosenbaum's the glacier looking dude. Yeah, okay. It's, um,. With Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was trying to think. I'm like, I think I know who you're talking about. But yeah. um, but the thing, going back to Doctor Strange and the Time Stone, because <laughs> we got sidetracked there for a second. We always do. Yeah, we always get sidetracked. But um, but the thing about uh, Strange and the Time Stone is, like, because I I went I was like watching um the Dr. Strange movie again to kind of like see if maybe there's some stuff in that movie that might give me clues as to shit that he might try, like things that he might do because of all the magic he learns in that movie. And then I was like telling Steve, I was like, well, so if he can, so if the ancient one can create the mirror, uh, the mirror dimension where they can practice magic and it doesn't, it doesn't, interact with anything that's that you know that exists in reality right because when she does that showing it to him like you know we practice magic in the mirror dimension so we learn how to harness its power so we don't actually you know, interfere with anything that's really existing and he's like trying to like do stuff and he's in a different dimension and that girl that's inside of the uh uh where they're training at the temple or whatever like he can't interact with her at all because he's in the mirror right. dimension so I texted Steve and I was like, so do you think that Strange has hit himself in the mirror dimension? And what he did was he made an astral projection of himself and made himself look like he was disintegrating into ash. And he can see himself looking like that. So they think that he's dead too. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's in the mirror dimension and he can see everything happening. And while he's there, Thanos can't see him. And when you're inside the mirror dimension, you're not affected by the infinity stones. Is that right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be. Because you're not in the same dimension as everything else. Yeah, so you're you, in a different realm. It's, it's the same be. thing if you're in the quantum realm. You can't be affected. The quantum realm acts outside of everything else. Which is why I think Ant-Man is going to definitely be a big part of what's coming next. Like I said, I don't know what happened in the movie because we didn't get a chance to go see it yet. Uh, but well, we'll get it on Blu-ray eventually. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. I already have it on pre-order. Disney Movie Club, bitches. Uh, <laughs> Disney, give us a check, bitches. <laughs> give us a check. I got Hocus Pocus coming in the Solo movie. Yeah. 
So depending on, you know, well, the solo movie is, we can, you know, we, we usually, we, we're pretty good to Star Wars movies. There isn't like a Star Wars movie that we've hated yet. No, I mean, we might have like nitpicks and things that we think they could have done differently. But everyone know? does. Look, everyone does. If you're a fan of like Star Force Wars, Awakens, but you, you <laughs> can have you can have your next picks if you're a fan. But don't just be negative and be like, "This movie fucking sucks." Yeah, everyone can have their nitpicks. Everybody can want more because you remember more. And then the thing that aggravates us the most is like, "Oh, hold on, you guys love Force Awakens, but you hated the prequels." It doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Because the prequels but, are more original. But yeah, anyway. but the, yeah, this isn't about that. We could we have episodes you guys can listen to. Go listen to the last Jedi episodes. Listen to the three prequel episodes. Yeah, the whole trilogy. Probably here to come in the future, the solo episode. Because I'm pretty sure that movie's not as bad as everyone keeps saying it is. Yeah. But uh, the... It has Woody Harrelson in it. Yeah. He's from White Man Can't Jump. Right. That's why you know it's good. I, I just like named like one of the most random movies. He yeah, did. <laughs> He's I mean, done, like, you could talk about him in like Hunger Games, but you know <laughs> he went to White Men Can't Jump because it was Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. Yeah, as like hustlers in basketball, and he was the biggest hustler of all of them because they thought he couldn't play because he was a white dude. He kicked Wesley Snipes' ass in that first thing, and he's he like, was, "Whoa, what?" Yeah, he, he, he was, was like mind blown start- because Woody <laughs> was just kicking his ass. <laughs> That's the thing, man. It's like you know, don't. And don't his wife, and, uh, Harrelson. Woody Harrelson's wife in that movie was so good. Like the the uh, was it, Latina uh, chick, the uh, Perez. What's her name? Ah, oh, I forget. Um, oh shit! It's, it's something. Perez. It's one of the very few movies that the end, the you know, the end of it's like Jeopardy, and then, <laughs> and then like fucking basketball tournament. <laughs> yeah. So. uh Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to take like a, a real quick break here for a second, and then we'll go ahead and uh, kind of finish the rest of this stuff. We're in the end game now. Yeah, we're in the end game now. Okay, so uh, a lot of people, uh, uh, when you talk to people about Infinity War, and I don't know, like if you talk to people, like you know, people you uh, guys you work with and stuff, if you talk to somebody, they all disappear during the snap. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like all yeah, half my work is gone too. Um, but all the assholes left, so that actually works. That's good. Yeah, that's good. All the good people were left, and the assholes were taken. So you know, for once, you know, maybe Thanos actually didn't do that bad. Of a job. Yeah. <laughs> no, he still fucked up everything else. But um, so one of the things that you realize when you talk to people about this movie, what's one of the first things that people say about like their plan to trap Thanos and get the gauntlet? Star Lord fucked up, right? Everybody's like, "Oh, Quill, you know, Spider Man almost had the gauntlet off. He was holding onto it with his fingers, and Mantis had him in that 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 trance, and he couldn't break from it until you know he got pistol whipped in the forehead by Quill, and then he breaks it, and then he just throws everybody off, and he puts the gauntlet back on, Mm -hmm. and they're like, "Fuck, Quill, you they were so close." Um, but the the comment says uh, Star Lord. Uh, also known as Chris Pratt. Uh, Mr. Ghost, Mr. Lord. Yeah, Mr. Lord. Um, Star-Lord, man. Um, <laughs> it's like, no, it's cool. I mean, you know, yeah, I, you know I've always wanted an alias, too. Um, <laughs> uh, go so far as to screw everything up on what is easily the worst written scene in the entire movie. They almost have the gauntlet off of Thanos, and Peter ruins everything. 
Iron Man decides to gently and politely ask him not to fuck this up or mess this up. I added the fuck part. And not to fuck this up and hold it in a, a little longer, like a good little boy, instead of physically Ugh, holding him That's a gross line. Right, yeah. Uh. <laughs> like a good little boy. Be a good little boy Ugh. and just do what Daddy Stark tells you. Oh, that's um, the grossest line I've ever heard. <laughs> that's how it's written. <laughs> I'm copying this shit verbatim from IMDb. So good, somebody good. out there needs to trace that guy's IP address. <laughs> And make sure he doesn't have like you know some kind of weird porn on his computer. Yeah, it's just oh, I got a bad. Because if that guy's thinking like that about Chris Pratt, like he actually wrote that and perforated, he said that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, hold a little <laughs> longer, like a little good boy. Yeah, a uh, good little boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> instead of instead of physically holding him off, everyone tries to pull off the Infinity Gauntlet. And by the way, no one thinks of putting his arm through one of those yellow Doctor Strange portal thingies and chopping his arm off. Which we know worked perfectly earlier in the movie on Cull Obsidian. That's not what happened, though. You can't just create a portal in the middle of someone and then cut their arms off. <laughs> what happened was... Drop some science on motherfuckers, What happened Steve. was, was uh, Wong created a portal uh, to another place in the planet, and then a Cull Obsidian jumped up, and then he closed the portal. You can't just create a portal at his arm and cut his arm off. Right. It's not how it works. There's no, uh, because if that was the case, he would have done that shit to, uh, um, what's his face in the Dr. Strange movie to, uh, uh, Matt Nicholson's. Yeah. Concilius. Yeah. It would just be like, Oh, well portal dead. It's yeah. like, that's not how that works. It's not an attack. It's gonna, a portal to another part of the, the the planet or you know somewhere else yeah to another realm or whatever yeah it's not it's not an attack method it's like okay i can just create a portal at his arm and cut his arm off and we're done we win yeah checkmate bitches it's like no that's not how that works at all yeah because he dives at the portal and then one closes it and it closes it with his arm and it cuts his hand off and it cuts the part of his arm off yeah yeah so that that's that's totally different than like oh yeah hey uh, Thanos, could you put your hand in this portal so I can shut it? Yeah. <laughs> because I can't really take the portal to your hand and just close it. Right, yeah, that's just, that's like, I don't think you understand. There are rules to how this shit works. The, the magic is pretty expansive in, you know, Doctor Strange's, you know, understanding yeah. of the universe. He can do a lot of shit, but he can't just, like, create portals. To cut to hands fucking off. fucking cut hands off. It's I like, mean, hey, I got those hand-cutting portals. <laughs> Them shits is the bomb. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to attack him. Somebody grab his hand. I'm going to cut that shit off. Done. Yeah. The movie would have sucked. Yeah. The movie would have sucked if Dr. Str- the answer to it was Dr. Strange cutting his hand off with a portal. Right. I would have been like, this movie's bullshit. That's like, oh, come on, guys. Uh, who, who made this movie? Did DC somebody fuck comics? up and send you the wrong reels? <laughs> yeah. Who made this, this shit? Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, you would be thinking, like, you know what? I don't think I've seen enough slow motion in this movie. So, you know, I'm pretty sure Zack Snyder didn't do this. And you see the end where it's like a fucking portal cut his arm off. It's like, like, no, Zack Snyder did Yeah, Zack Snyder fucking definitely had a hand in this. He did something on this. Can I see a girl wave her hair back in slow motion after she punched somebody? Oh, yeah, this is a Zack Snyder film. Uh, Hashtag feminism. Uh, (laughs) But... 
The other thing too is that you know everybody wants to shit on on Peter for hitting Thanos like pistol whipping him in the face. I would have beat the fuck out of him too if he would have killed my bay. Right. Gamora. Yeah. Zoe Saldana. The only thing that was left in his life that he actually gave a shit about because he had to kill his dad. His mom died of cancer. Yondu was, just died. Yeah. He doesn't really have shit left. He has nothing but Gamora left. Rocket's kind of a dick. He deals Groot's with Rocket because Rocket's handy. Drax is probably his best friend. Yeah. And he's just... Drax is just weird. <laughs> yeah. So he has nothing. So he's like, yeah, I had to kill Gamora. Yeah. Star-Lord's like, no, fuck that. I don't give a fuck about this stuff. I'm about to punch this motherfucker in the face. He's the most human character in the movie. Right. Because that's what any of you would have done if you would have been like, yeah, let's get this glove off. And he was like, well, I just killed your, you know, the love of your life or your mom or something like that. You would you would be like, okay, guys, hurry up and get the glove off. He, I'm upset. It's like, no, human emotion dictates you. Punch that motherfucker in the face because that's what anyone would have done. Yeah. Chris just... Pratt is always the most human in any movie that he does for real. Yeah. So let me, because uh, uh, we were talking about like Adam's family and stuff earlier. Hmm. If so, say you flip this around and Thanos had captured Morticia, and you told Gomez, you know, it's like you know, where's Morticia? And he's like, you know, it, you know, it's like Morticia's gone. It's like no bullshit. Gomez would have fuck. He would have done the exact same fucking thing. He would have stabbed him in the face with a sword. Though. Yeah, he would have. He would have impaled him with a sword yeah. or something. Yeah, he would have tried to stab his ass because, like, that's you know, that's. By the, the way, Gomez wins. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos versus Gorma, Gomez Adams. Gomez wins. Gomez wins. <laughs> Especially if it's victory. Raw, it was Raw Julia. If it's Raw Julia's, yes, Raul not Julia. the TV show Gomez. I mean, he was okay. But let's be honest, Raul Julius Raul Gomez Julia. knocked it out of the park. But uh, but the thing is, is that the other thing too is I think that Strange knows that it's going to go down like this. He could have stopped it. He could have stopped it Easily. if he knew, because he knows that if they get the gauntlet off of Thanos, then that could cause repercussions for something further down the line. Because we already and, know Thanos can beat everyone in a fist fight because he beat the Hulk. Yeah. So what would have made uh, Thanos to stop from getting the gauntlet, just killing everyone? Right. So, but that's the thing too is, I think that what happens is when he goes through when he's using the time stone and he's like his like brain's going crazy because he's looking at all these combinations. I think the thing that makes the difference for Strange because he says, you know, I looked at fourteen million combinations on how we could win. And they're like, how many do how many do we win? You know, because I think even Star Lord says, well, and how many do we win? And he's like, one. And he's talking to Quill when he says that, right? No, he's talking to Tony. Was he, he's talking to Tony. Okay, but Quill, I think, is the difference because in every other scenario, the plan goes exactly like they showed it, where they pull the gauntlet off of him, and then something else happens. And that triggers something further down the line, and it basically screws the whole timeline up. So Strange has to reverse it and figure out, okay, what is the what is the one thing that we do wrong that causes that chain to constantly go in the wrong direction? It's probably stopping Quill. It's probably Quill because if it was a situation that he knew that stopping Star Lord was the key to them winning, 
He knows that that's not how they he win. He could have stopped them easily. He could have stopped them easily. He could have just like frozen them with those uh, those uh, bands of whatever they're called, those like rope like things that he can wrap around uh-huh. stuff. He could have just grabbed them and just held Quill in place for the fight. He could have just dropped them in a portal. He could have just dropped like, them okay, in a let's portal fight. and be like, okay. You know, that kind of thing. He could have just took Star-Lord out of the equation. He's seen this multiple times. He knew, uh, like like we said, I mean, um, Thanos beat the Hulk without using his gauntlet. I mean, if you took his gauntlet off and no one there could actually put it on and survive, then he just would have killed everyone. He would have just beat everyone to death and then took the gauntlet back anyway. I mean, it took this every way, bit of nanotech that Stark had in his suit to even try to defend himself against Thanos. I think that line about the drop of blood is going to have some relevance, though, because yeah. I think Tony took that drop of blood for a reason. Oh, because you know, he's trying to figure out something about how Thanos to defeat him. biology or something? Because, you know, Tony Stark's mind's always working that way. Yeah. Oh, that'll work for a drop of blood. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but who, that drop of blood gives me your entire DNA structure. Who knows, you know, at the end of it or whatever, <laughs> and he's about to, because I imagine Tony might be probably the one that actually deals the killing blow in the second one, either him or Thor, I'd imagine. Um, but, it, <laughs> you know, you could, you could see that line coming back around. Like maybe even Thanos just trying his best to fend off Tony Stark or whatever, and then just Tony Stark being like, "All that for a drop of blood," and then just like ends Thanos or what? Like like, yeah. was, I mean, it was like how? And he was like, "Cause we're the Avengers." <laughs> it's like we might not be able to uh, to defend the Earth, but we'll damn sure avenge, avenge it. it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I kind of like bring that back around to like you know how they had done that before. Because how, how, how big a chills of the theaters would you get if you actually see that fight take place again and then the Avengers actually have the advantage and then you see Thanos just trying to, like, defend Tony off for a second and then just see, like, Tony's like, all that for a drop of blood. And then just see Thanos like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially if he has Marvel there with him, too. Yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, and but, Captain uh, Marvel's just like, yeah, she lights up her fist or whatever, and you're just, he's just like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> or if she's the one that says the line to him. Yeah. she He's like like bashing her or something like that, and he's like, stay down or something, and she just like looks up at him, and she like wipes her lip, and she's like, all that for a drop of blood, and then you just see like Thanos like, fuck. And then Stark kind of like, <laughs> looks over at her like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't have her last time we fought you. Now you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> she can move um, planets, motherfucker. <laughs> right. Uh, but, because I also heard, like, somebody say, uh, like, a kind of a theory that uh, Tony would find a way to build his own Infinity Gauntlet and try to fix the stones to the to his own gauntlet. Yeah. That's... That he would build the <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet into his suit. It's entirely possible, since you know that he's had some type of a attachment to almost every stone at some point you know he's had the the mind stone around him he's had the tesseract around him um no that it, um then he yeah he yeah because that's the space stone mind stone space stone yeah because um, this the the tesseract or the space stone was in loki's scepter yeah the tesseract was that the space stone and then you know 
the mind stone. He's created his own element. He's created his own elements. He's seen the time stone. Um, he he's had hands on with a lot of these stones. Yeah, the only one that he really hasn't dealt with before would be like with the power stone and the reality, uh, reality stone. stone. Yeah, soul yeah. stone. And the soul stone. So he's got three out of three, like that he's actually seen. Yeah. So you give somebody like that with Shuri, Rocket, Bruce, and you know Ant Man probably Hank Pym at least. Rocket's seen the Power Stone. Yeah, Rocket's seen the Power Stone. Shuri, Shuri has some schematics of the Mind Stone. Yeah, she actually has like the structure of how the Mind Stone's built. Yeah, because she downloaded that shit and then she hid the file whenever she was getting attacked by um, uh, Corvus Clave. Yeah, and then. Doesn't she have those schematics hidden in her in her beads? Yeah, well, the, it's, uh, it's hidden in Wakanda. Wakanda was not destroyed. No. Um. So, yeah, they have a lot of information. So yeah. it's very possible that they could just totally re- recreate a gauntlet. Yeah, and then even might have the ability to even create their own versions of the stones. Yeah. Which would be crazy if they could actually do something like that. Yeah. Because the Infinity Stones were, you know, part of the universe singularities. Creation. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing because they Tony, are the universe. <laughs> Tony built a like a hadron collider. Effectively, he built a particle collider inside of his office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, so yeah. what happens if Tony ends up creating like a, a singularity type of event in the lab, and he can create infinity stones from those singularities? Tony Stark built this in a cave. Yeah, out of scrap. Out of scrap. <laughs> It's like, well, we're not Tony Stark. We don't know how to build shit like this. The technology doesn't exist. It's like, well, Tony knows how to build it. Out of scrap. Yeah. <laughs> he built this out of the shit they made Wally out of. <laughs> yeah, fucking Wally. <laughs> fucking Wally. And Jeff Bridges probably did want to say that line. Can I say something about Wally? It's like, no, you can't. No, you can't, no, you no. You can't mention Wally. But that's Pixar. I mean, you guys well, are you Pixar. You own Pixar. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but we're not trying to cross the universes that much. We um, need to let everyone know the future of this universe is Wally. Right. Because after Thanos wipes everything out, then eventually it just becomes the Wally universe. <laughs> So, did, so does this fit in with the with the Pixar theory that all the Pixar movies are combined? Yes. So Thanos destroys the Earth, and then we get to the Wally universe. Wally universe. Holy shit! You know, Big Hero Six is Marvel. Can't wait to see him in a live action movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, just just a quick thing about Big Hero Six. It is a Marvel movie, and it is amazing. Netflix made this movie called or this show or movie or something called Next Gen. Which is basically a direct ripoff of Big Hero Six and iRobot. Oh, really? I do not know how they're not sued. Uh, like that is like the most direct. Like literally, the robot in that is a direct ripoff of uh, Big Hero Six. Oh, really? I do not. I do not freaking know how they're not sued. I don't know. That's crazy. It's like Netflix isn't even trying anymore. They're just like we're ripping them off directly. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. It's like Disney's <laughs> like, well, we're pulling our shit to our own stream. And they're like, well, we're just going to fucking rip you off. Then. We're just going to create our own versions of your shit. Oh, Iron Man? We'll make like Still Man. Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. We're going to bring we're gonna bring the Iron Giant back. Yeah, Yeah, we're the Iron Giant. Then Disney, will you do it? No. Okay, cool. Um, Michael John White. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Michael J. White. Yeah, he's going to be. You do it. <laughs> he's going to be the uh, Iron Giant. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway. Oh, we so, can't get Robert Downey Jr.? We'll get Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, I mean, that'll work, right? You can play Tony Stark. <laughs> I meant uh, Randy Park. Randy Park, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the genius from Stanford <laughs> that graduated from Stanford at like 16 with a PhD in mechanical engineering. Everyone makes A's at Stanford. Not impressive. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, Christian McCaffrey went to Stanford. How difficult is it? Yeah, he's a dumbass. He's a dumbass. <laughs> so is Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck could like legit like work for build NASA. rockets. Fucking moron. He could fucking work for NASA. If he, if, 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 since we're just randomly talking about this right now, if Andrew Luck had another injury and say his career was done, he could go work for NASA the next day. Yeah, he'd still be in the news. They'll be like, he just threw 20 rockets into space. Yeah, it's like Andrew Luck figured out how to get us to Mars with an entire crew. And he's also going to find a way to try and drill into Enceladus. And people will be like, wait, how the fuck did he figure out how to drill into Enceladus? It's like, oh, well, he knows how to drill it, and he also knows how to get a craft there. He has an entire like return plan and everything. What the fuck do you think he did when he couldn't play for the Colts and he was injured? He figured out how to get us into fucking space. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? Yeah, like it's most like- most people are are probably just you know sitting back and like watching reruns of Friends and shit while they're while they're on the mend and he's yeah. figuring shit up like, oh well, we can go to Enceladus and drill and find life. And people are like, how the fuck do you do that when you're just injured? <laughs> it's like uh, I watched an interview with uh, Mayim Bialik. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Big Blossom. Bang Theory, Blossom, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they were like, you know, do people actually think you're that smart in real life and stuff like that. They're like asking her the question on her uh, red carpet, and she was like, "Well, I am a neuroscientist." Yeah. And they're like, on the show, she was like, "No, in real life, I have a PhD in neuroscience." Yeah. She has like an actual. She's an actual, <laughs> actual doctor. And she was like, "Why do you think I took all this time off from acting?" <laughs> Yeah, because I bet she wanted to get it. Because the interviewers know. didn't know that she was a fucking real doctor. She's like a doctor in neuroscience for real. Yeah, and an actress. And an actress. <laughs> but uh, okay, since we were talking about the Battle of Wakanda, right? Let's mm-hmm. let's go back to Wakanda. Um, so, uh, so it says uh, Wakanda is the nation with the most advanced technology uh, in the entire Earth. But yet still lines up foot soldiers from uh, one-to-one combat against killer beasts. 18th century battle tactics in the 21st century. Seriously? Instead of using all the advanced technology other than uh, Captain America's uh, his, uh, gauntlet shield. Or even the simple things such as machine guns or airplanes with bombs, etc. They are not even attacking the base ships where the beast comes from. Stupid. When T'Challa opens the force field, the... Uh, overpowered scarlet witch stops guarding the mind stone in order to fight extremely dumb it is trading lies when you trade 10,000 foot soldiers lies for just vision alone uh also thor's new weapon the stormbreaker was thrown by thor and thanos was not able to stop it and it pierced him in the chest with all the infinity stones obtained how could he not block or deflect the weapon as far as i know the same material made mjolnir which Hela easily stopped and crushed into pieces with one hand. Why Thor couldn't aim at Thanos' head? Was he really that unprofessional? So that's just kind of like a myriad of shit that people just didn't understand. Okay, first off, you're Bombay. 
Yabambe. Yabambe. Wakanda hold, forever. Means hold strong. Yabambe. That's what it means. Um, I thought it was kind of cool how Winston Duke used that on the set. And then they actually put it in the movie. Yeah. yeah that was just something Winston Duke was saying on the set, and then they put it in the movie because they're like, hey, what's that? He was, like, he was just getting people hyped. Because that was something they learned when they were working on Black Panther. Was yeah. like because it's because uh, literally um, the filming for this movie chant took place a week after the filming of Black Panther, like literally uh, Chadwick Boseman and Winston Duke and all those guys had to go straight from the set of Black Panther to the set of this. Yeah, yeah. So Ryan Coogler, uh, the only one that couldn't make it over was Lupita Nyong'o because you know she's busy winning Oscars and shit. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, but Nakia doesn't. I mean, she, she could be out doing missions and stuff. So she, she has it would be understandable that she might not be available. Although that's kind of ridiculous. But Lupita Nyong'o um, uh, wasn't in this, uh, unfortunately. Uh, so she won't show up in the next one, though. Hopefully, especially if Wakanda is another uh, major piece of the next movie. So uh, what was the other thing he said? Uh, so it says, uh, why didn't, if they have all this advanced technology, why didn't they use, uh, better technology to fight against the beasts instead of just lining up like, you know, kind of like, 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 like revolutionary war tactics where you just line everybody up and you just charge into battle and fight them. Well, how else are you going to fight them? Well, but that's the thing. It's like, if you see something like this, it's like, that's ultimately how wars kind of play out, right? They had the dome, they had the force field. And what it is is that they're basically what, – what it is is they're trying to funnel them because the beasts are starting to circle around the dome and come around the backside. And so T'Challa's like, okay, so we're basically just going to have to open – we're going to have to open a gap and allow them to come through because it's a bottleneck because they have to go through the force field through there. So if we engage them with the soldiers where that opening is, we can hopefully kind of choke them out because – we know the land and they don't. So we have the tactical advantage that we know what the land of Wakanda, you know, it's, it's, a, it's pretty it much the same scene from uh, star Wars Phantom Menace. Right. Because even like when we were watching it, I was like, this is kind of like the battle of Naboo where you have the force yes. field bubbles and you have the droids and you have the Gungans and except Thor doesn't show up in star Wars. No. How uh, badass would that have been if like Obi-Wan just like dropped out and just like, hello there, and just starts yeah, fucking destroying all kinds of droids. That would have been cool. Yeah. That but he was busy whooping Darth Maul's ass. Yeah, cutting them in half and then having them come back like eight times in cartoons and shit. That's <laughs> bullshit. Darth uh, Maul is cool, but I still stand by that Darth Maul should have died in episode yeah. one. Yeah, Obi-Wan killed him. He fell in a fucking pit. He got his ass whooped fair and square. Yeah. Now, eventually in the Rebels uh, TV show, he does ultimately kill Maul. It's like, we understand Maul's cool, but he's he's cool because... You didn't know that much about him. You didn't know that much about him, and he fights. He kills Qui-Gon, which is enough to solidify yourself. And, you know, uh, you, you have a, an amazing fight with Obi-Wan, and you lose. <laughs> okay, so what but, was the uh, other point he had at the end? Uh... So, uh, it's so, so other, boring. It's so boring. Your point, <laughs> guy. Um, but anyway, but it says like, why didn't they just simply attack the uh, the uh, the the ships that the beasts were 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 coming out of? How? 
And but yeah, that's the thing. It's like they probably do have some pretty advanced weaponry, but they probably feel like they don't need it to fight these beasts. Um, you know, these like dog things that have been like, you know, running through the portal and stuff. So it's like they do have some advanced technology, but I, I don't think they feel like they need to use it for this battle. But the other thing, too, is that if they still have most of the most of the uh, the force field set up and they have a gap right. to allow them through. They're trying to lead them through one point. <clears throat> you're trying to lead them through one point. So I'm not sure how it would work if you so say if they do have like uh, weaponry, for example, that could shoot long distances to take those out. Wouldn't that also puncture their force field? Yeah, you couldn't have your force fields up and fire on the ships. You had to pick one or the other. Yeah, because basically they're basically saying like, well, we're going to deal with it in a ground battle because we have all the different tribes helping us, and they yeah. do have the Royal Guard because they have like General Okoye out there. So they have T'Challa's Royal Guard. They have the King out there, and T'Challa's worth. I don't know how many of those beasts does he kill just by himself. You know, a bunch. Him and Cap. a few hundred. Destroy a bunch. Him and Captain of them. America probably kill like. They're like in a race. I almost felt like I was going to see him like Legolas and Gimli be like yeah. forty-two. <laughs> yeah. Forty-two, and then he's like, "Oh, I got to kill more." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just like uh, Black Panther's like forty-two, and Cap's like sixty-five, and it was like son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> you work fast for an old man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it was like, well, I've had experience. Yeah, I've had, I've had, you know, eighty years of experience. So. See, you copy my beard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is my friend, the tree. The tree. <laughs> and he's like, I am Groot. And he I am like, Steve Rogers. <laughs> I am Steve Rogers. That's like one of the best parts of the movie. Because it's like, it's is his like, name Tree though. Like, is is the new Groot's name actually Tree? Because Thor can speak Groot. He yeah. took it as an elective on Asgard. So is Groot's name actually Tree? I don't know. Maybe that's what, uh, maybe that's what the name Groot means. It just means Tree. Tree, yeah. Because he's like, this is my friend Tree. And uh, so, so that, that was that was one of the questions. It was like because Thor can speak Groot. He understands Groot. So yeah. he wouldn't just be like his name's Tree. He he knows how to speak Groot, so he knows what his name is. Yeah. So it must be Tree. Yeah, because he can actually understand it. Well, I guess uh, Rocket can, technically. He yeah. understands him, too. It's like the whole Chewbacca thing. It's like Han Solo can understand Chewbacca, but fucking nobody else can. Yes. Except... Ray? <laughs> Ray might understand... Where did she learn some... that? Like, I... she's never... You know, she's never met a Wookiee before. The, well, the only thing, and I think... I don't remember if we talked about this when we did the Last Jedi episode. Or maybe we might have talked about it some other time. But it doesn't matter. Everybody we're, we're was always episode. wondering, like, how does Rey seem to know, like, all the shit that she knows? Like, how can she pilot and everything? And it's because she has access to the heart, to the, the computers inside of those Star Destroyers. So the idea, the concept that somebody had was that she's a scavenger and she's come across those computers. She might have learned things like how do you pilot a ship? She might have learned languages. Just well, I mean that that's good in the sci-fi universe, but in you know, if you want to make it realistic, you need to make it where she's been flying a lot because you know, no, like that's like playing a video game about flying and then actually flying. 
Right, yeah. Because, I mean, if she was in the simulator, because when she first got in the Millennium Falcon, she couldn't fly it worth the shit. Yeah. She ran into everything, and then eventually she kind of figured it well, out. It took her like 20 seconds. She, and, I she mean, was no, like it the took master. her like a few minutes to figure out how to really and pilot She that literally thing. flew through a ship. Yeah, well, that's because she Without she touching anything. The, like, literally the first time she was in the Falcon. I mean, Lando could get that through the second Death Star, so... Lando's Lando Lando's a, fucking ship, though. Yeah, I mean, he knows <laughs> how to pilot that thing, but also Lando's a badass. Lando pilot. didn't just randomly pick up the ship and then fly through a ship. He's had that ship for like years. Yeah, well, until he lost it to Han in a card game. Apparently, yeah. what a dumbass. That's me. <laughs> I'd be like losing your Ferrari in, you know, in a fucking card game. It's like card draw. Yeah, like how do you fuck that up, man? Deuce is wild, up. bitch. Yeah. I was like, well, I guess I'll own a Ferrari now. No, double or nothing. No, I just want a Ferrari. No, fuck you. <laughs> What's double of a Ferrari? Do you have another Ferrari? Unless you're going to give me a Formula One car. I don't know <laughs> if this is going to get any better. I'm yeah. leaving. You're right. It's over with. Imagine that shit in like a James Bond movie. <laughs> like playing somebody at Baccarat and the guy puts up like a you know vintage, like, you know, like a 1963 Ferrari. And then Bond wins it, and he was like, no, double or nothing. He was like, how do you get better than that? <laughs> yeah, I'm out. And so he just gets in the car. Yeah, unless you happen to have a Formula One car here nearby, I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> um, but uh, so we've, uh, we went through the, the Battle of Wakanda, and I also think just since we're still kind of on the battle for a second. Your Bombay! Your Bombay! <laughs> so it's, it's cool, I think, too, how um, – all the girls end up working together because Scarlet Witch, Black Widow, and Okoye all end up working together to fight Proxima. Yeah, that's that's, progressive. that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's just kind of like it's sort of like the the all female part of the fight, where it's like um, you know it's like and now you're alone. It's like no, she's not alone. And you're like, oh, I love I love the sound quality of that scene too. I don't know why because I, I like how it just. Uh... You know, they're fighting. They're fighting in, uh, you know, um, um, Proxima Midnight is like, you're alone. And then you just hear like the singled out voice of Black Widow. And she, she's like, but she's not alone. Because the battle noise drops out. Yeah. It, it, I love how they did that sound because you they just hear the it. sound mix down and all you yeah. hear is. You just hear Black Widow. Widow and she's like, but she's not alone. And then she just looks at Black Widow and then it's like, yeah, you're the fucked. about to go down. <laughs> and then you've also got a Koye there. Yeah, you got a Koye, Denai Guerrero. She's fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, like she's one of my favorite in the Black Panther because it's just yeah. And then those three working together is awesome. And just I want to say one thing quick about Elizabeth Olsen. Um, she was um put on the cover with a couple people in a, a entertainment magazine. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't know if you remember that where they like photoshopped her face. Or something. And it didn't even look like Elizabeth Olsen anymore. And it's like, why are they you touched, doing? Yeah, they they like they touched. And she was very face. pissed about it. And it's like, and why? She's you... like, I didn't authorize you guys to edit the photo. Yeah, and it's like, why are you touching anything on Elizabeth Olsen's face? It's Elizabeth Olsen. Right. Yeah. She's she's fucking beautiful. Don't right. touch any of that. Right. Don't touch it. That's the Leave it maker. alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. <laughs> Yeah, stop trying to Photoshop everything. It's like, oh, this looks sexier. It's like, no, it doesn't. It looks gross. It looks like a cartoon. It looks like you just you turned her into like a plastic yeah, woman. Yeah, she looks know? 
pretty like she is and she looks awesome and you know her awkwardness and her you know weird bendy fingers all that's awesome <laughs> you know because she really does you know have double jointed fingers and stuff that's why you know it looks crazy when she does that oh okay when she's you know? using the telekinesis to yeah move shit yeah so it's really cool that she has all that and stop trying to photoshop everything you like, like what are you gonna do photoshop scarlett johansson too not necessary. No. Not necessary. Definitely not. None of the people. Deny Guerrero. Don't don't do that to her either. No. You know. And well, that's the thing too is that like it the uh, the royal guard that you know she's the general of. All those women shave their head completely bald, and they're all gorgeous, even with bald heads. Yeah, they're super. Because super when sexy. you see the scene in uh, Black Panther when they're they're looking for Claw and they're at the at the casino mm -hmm. or the club, and she snatches her wig and throws it at that guy, and then starts beating their ass with the spear, uh, because her like cane pops into the spear, and then she can kind of do combat on command like that. It's so funny as hell when she snatches her wig and throws it at it because she's like she's like I'm sick of this shit. Because she does not. Yeah, the dress. She looked amazing and all that, but she still yeah. looked amazing without all that. Yeah, exactly. You know, so you know, Disney's trying to do something, and the entertainment magazine or whatever that try to, you know, do the thing to Elizabeth Olsen. I was just like, this—that's weird. That's like, just not natural to try and change somebody's appearance like that. And it's like, do but you they think do that Elizabeth? All the time in magazines. Yeah, yeah. It's like, do you think Elizabeth Olsen's ugly? Because she's like, definitely not. No, definitely not. You know, she's you know she's one hundred percent beautiful. She's probably more beautiful than both of her sisters. Yeah, I would say she is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mary Kate and Ashley. But um, so to wrap up here, so now we're going to talk about the snap, and we're not talking about snap, crackle, pop, the Rice Krispies dudes. Oh man, <laughs> those guys. Those guys are insane <laughs> you know i don't think you guys understand the horror of snap crackle pop like those are the three most infamous serial killers ever in the history of the world yeah they did a lot of cocaine they did a lot of cocaine and killed a lot of people <laughs> so if you eat a box of rice krispies you're contributing to the mass the genocide of, of mass genocide of an entire population of people yeah the aboriginal like elves Oh, okay. No, They're, they killed the aboriginals too? Yes. Fuck! <laughs> they are crazy. They're fucking crazy. Please, let's start a GoFundMe. Let's stop Snap, Crackle, and, and Pop. pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> that's probably the stupidest thing I think we've ever said on this show. We said it so serious. Right. We said it so serious. Right. But um, seriously, start a GoFundMe. Yeah, that's what I happens. just want to see how far that gets up before GoFundMe's like we're we're right, not. This, no, we're not this doing. is canceled. Yeah, this is nobody's getting nobody's contributing any money to this. Yeah. Uh, it's anyway. like this has raised sixty five thousand dollars. We're refunding everybody. This is bullshit. This is stupid. <laughs> Who started this? Yeah, you like, like beyond the hate podcast. We did it. <laughs> Stop snap crackle <laughs> now. Uh, anyway, it's, it's not real. Right. It's like, how do you know, you serial killer supporters? <laughs> yeah, you sick bastards. Um, get on to James Gunn. What about this shit that's going on? Uh, oh. Anyway, so it says uh, the final battles are just tasteless, emotionless. If Iron Man died by being stabbed by Thanos, then that would have been emotional because he fought hard and would die like a real he like a real hero. Oh, yeah, but he yeah. didn't die. And the ending scene, uh, dozens of heroes die 
one by one like a natural death. I don't even think that they died fighting. It's just too fast to be emotional. It's obvious that they will be revived in the next movie. You know, why would I cry? I felt the ending scene was just trying to get some tears from the audience and set up for a second part, which will definitely steal tons of money from Marvel fans again. All of the characters who were killed by Thanos are the characters who had already overstayed their welcome in the franchise or do not feel permanent because, let's be honest, they are needed for future installments to the Marvel Universe. How did Thanos know he was not going to vanish along with half of the universe? Was he simply lucky? Is it... It is ironic that the movie that seemingly takes the most risks in the movie that played things the safest. I don't watch any of these stupid Marvel. I won't watch any of these stupid Marvel movies ever again. Brainless, tasteless movie for kitty Marvel fans or simple-minded people. Well, you watch nineteen of them up until this point. If you're following the story, yeah. And, and so what, what do you? you okay, like, so he thought the person with the Infinity Gauntlet had a chance of being wiped out too. No, he's the one doing the wiping out. He had zero chance of being wiped out. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's, random. He says it's random through the story. It's not random. Yeah, he it's knows, calculated. Yeah, he knows who he's going to kill and who he's not. Yeah, he says things. I mean, this is like like I was saying earlier. It's like Hitler. He says things that seem like it's you know um, random or just or whatever but it's all is none of it is none of it is it's all calculated well it also too since we're you know kind of going back to the hitler thing aren't the children of thanos kind of like the ss officers yes that followed hitler they all are They're like the shoot stoffel because they all have they'll all die for thanos they all do die for thanos yes um, because they are a hundred percent committed to his cause. Yeah. So Ebony Ma being one of the strongest ones, I mean, because Ebony Ma basically he's the mouthpiece for Thanos. Yeah, he he's one of the most evil, and you know who was one of the most evil in Hitler's uh, uh, military? Well, the most evil person besides Hitler himself was Joseph Goebbels. Yeah, Joseph Goebbels. Because Joseph That's Goebbels was the mouthpiece. So Ebony Ma is basically Joseph a Squidward. If, if if Squidward fucked Joseph Goebbels, that's what Squid that's what he is. <laughs> that's exactly what it is, and that's probably what happened. Yeah. Um. And then Cold Obsidian's probably like I don't know, like Rudolph Hess, who is one of the uh, military, uh, mm. one of the military strategy guys. Yeah. That's probably what he's supposed to be. And then Proxima Midnight, I don't know, maybe she's like Ava Braun. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, there isn't like a one to one for this, but. Corvus Clave and Proxima Midnight are married in the comic books, so I think that was kind of supposed to be implied in this too. Oh, okay. Um, did he make any other point besides the stupid ass shit he just said? <laughs> um, um, the main thing I, I think about that was, you know, like if people were like, "Well, why should we cry?" Because we know that you know some of these deaths aren't going to be permanent. And that kind of thing, and that some of these people are going to come back, and there's going to be more movies with these characters. Like we know they're doing a Doctor Strange too, so why should we care if Doctor Strange gets obliterated into ash? Because we know he's going to be in another movie anyway. So what happens with this, I think, is that people people aren't really paying attention to the emotion of the circumstance. Okay, so and they're because they're they're jaded and they know how Hollywood works. So it's it's sucking all the emotion out of the moment for them. 
Well, that's their fault. You're supposed yeah. to stay in the illusion of the moment and of of the past. But the thing about it is, you, you don't know anything yet. Yeah. You don't know anything yet. And yeah, okay, most of these characters are going to come back. But they are called the Avengers. Not the Preventers. Yeah. Not the Defenders. They're the Avengers. You've got to give them something to avenge. Yeah. Something has to happen before they can avenge anything. And this is the biggest avenge that you can ever have. Because I'm pretty sure you're going to find out in the second one that a lot of them lost some stuff. You know, Hawkeye probably lost his family. Yeah. Ant-Man probably lost someone. Probably lost his daughter. Or or his ex-wife. Or Wasp, yeah. You know, which would be tragic, because I'd really like to see both of them in the next movie. Yeah. Evangelily. Or even Hank. Or Hank, oh God. Did you imagine him seeing Hank disintegrate in front of him? I mean, he's only Ant-Man because of Hank. Yeah. Um... Because he gave him a new chance on life and everything. He, he owes everything to Hank Pym. Everyone lost something, and everyone wants to get it back. You yeah. Know, Iron Koye Man, maybe. lost T'Challa. Wakanda lost its king. <laughs> yeah. So, so probably, you know, starting the next movie, uh, probably Winston Duke or Shuri would be the ruler of... Uh... Uh, Shuri would be... She'd be the queen of Wakanda. She'd be the queen of Wakanda. Um, because she would be the next of kin... So uh, she, would she have, actually would have to lead Wakanda, yeah. You'd have all kinds of things going on. Um, uh, it'd just be so dark, and it's, it's, it's something that you would want to avenge when you lost loved ones. Half a planet, Pepper might be gone. Yeah. Happy's probably gone. Happy might be gone. Um, Thor, Jane's probably gone. Yeah. You know, it's Even like, though they're, like, broke up, he still would care for Jane. You know, Loki got murdered. Uh, Selvik might even have disappeared. Yeah, and that's Dr. somebody meaning, meaningful to Thor. You know, all these other people probably did disappear. Uh, Darcy, Darcy's probably Darcy disappeared. Which is yeah. horrible because that's Cat Dennings. Cat Dennings. You can't replace Cat Dennings. No, and nothing. Um, um, just so many. Yeah, so many people. So many. And then people. even like for you know for Cap, I mean you know. Sharon uh, Carter Sharon might have Carter disappeared. I mean, she could both, be gone. both Falcon and Bucky already disappeared. Yep. So he lost both of his best friends. He basically, yeah, because he lost his, his best friend that he's known for his whole life. He lost Falcon, which was kind of like his new best friend. That was his new buddy. Yeah. Because Falcon was, you know, you know, really big about helping Cap from, you know, Civil War on. Yeah. So that's like his new, you know, best friend. And then his old best friend, Bucky... Lost both of them. He had to see, you know, Peggy die like on her deathbed. Probably lost Sharon. And he probably lost Sharon from the snap. So it, the part that gets me is like when he sees the Winter Soldier like crumble into ash. It's like it's one of those things. Like he he already, you know, mourned Bucky once. Now he's like, I have to mourn Bucky again. Like Cap. It, yeah, he just kind of sits down. And because the end scene is basically him sitting down where Bucky disappears, and he's just kind of like, uh, "Oh God." Yeah, that's like, what he said. Which is a which was the, the only thing that was written to begin with that stayed in the the script. 
which is kind of crazy because the words "Oh God" was spoken by Cap was always in the script. Yeah, like he was just kind of like so, you know, just shocked. Like he didn't have anything else to say. Yeah, but you know, you see, you know, I mean, Groot disintegrates in front of Rocket, and that's like his only friend that he actually has is Groot. He's he's always been around Groot, and he's just kind of like, no, always, no, yeah, it's like no, and he's like. I am Groot, and he's, he's saying dad. Yeah. You know, he's saying dad. It's fucking tragic. You know, he's saying yeah. dad to Rock, and you're like, yeah, that is your dad. And, I mean, and it's it's like, just, when you think you of the You have to lose Groot again. It, yeah, when you think of the absurdity of it, it's a it's a genetically modified raccoon, you know, basically having an emotional connection to a creature that's essentially a tree, a sentient tree. But it's so emotional when you see that, because you're like, fuck. Like, Groot's the only thing that Rocket has in, like, his whole life. Yeah, and, and you know, and then when it's, you it's see crazy. General Okoye, she is her purpose in life is to serve and protect the king. And yeah. T'Challa, she's actually down on the ground, and T'Challa's coming to her is like, "Come on, come you on, Okoye, this is no place to die." And then he disintegrates, and she's like, "She's like, no, you know, she's gone. like, oh god, you yeah. know." And then I think Scarlet Witch wanted to go, like her disappearance is just like her. Just kind of like she was just kind me. of like vision's gone, so I might as well. Yeah, be gone she was too. just kind of like take me or whatatever. Yeah, but that's she didn't, wish, she was yeah. The, the pain of seeing vision, like the pain of seeing vision get that stone ripped out of his forehead. I I don't think she could. She yeah, could how can from you that. be on Thanos' side whenever you just see how cold he just he just he's just like I'm just ripped this shit out of his head. Just ripped it out of his head and didn't give a shit that. He was like a sentient being that had you know an intelligence and everything. Yeah. So you have a gauntlet and you can't just take it out of his head. You have to put your hand in and rip it out of his head. Yeah, that's that's how the brutal stone, he is. The stones can't like just take the you know the like gauntlet. It. Yeah, remove it. He doesn't care about that. No, he wants to dig his hands into his skull and rip it out of rip his head. Rip the stone out of his head. Yeah. He's a sick psychopath. Yeah. You know. But he, the the one that. The one that kind of got me misty-eyed, was, and I think everybody did, is Spider-Man, Spider-Man dying and trying to use every bit of his of his, his ability to, to keep himself alive, even though his body is disintegrating. And, and you just see Tony, and Tony is like an emotional wreck because he knows back at Earth that he's got this idea that Pepper could be pregnant and everything. And, and then she's kid, probably gone. Who's yeah. this kid that he's kind of taken under his wing, like you know he's. Like from Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming, he's kind of seen this kid develop and he's like kind of seen him grow almost like a son. And to see Parker just disintegrating in the middle of everything, it it like emotionally wrecks Tony. Like he he looks at Parker as kind of like it's him looking after a son. And when Parker disintegrates, it almost feels like Tony feels like I let the kid down. I let down his aunt because she trusts me to protect him. And I couldn't keep the kid protected. And if I can't keep Parker protected, then what am I supposed to do when I have my own child? And what if I can't protect Pepper? What if I can't protect my own child? You know, it, it, Tony, at the end of this movie, I mean, he's just emotionally wrecked because he's been through so much. I mean, having to deal with everything that happened with New York and he still has PTSD from New York. He still has issues with his left arm because you see him in the movies all the time where he's kind of like, you know, dealing with stuff like muscles in his arm. 
Which I think is just great acting by Robert Downey Jr. Because it goes back to the first Avengers when, you know, he had injuries to his shoulder and he's constantly dealing with his arm. And, you know, he has all the PTSD from the invasion with the Shatari and he almost died. And everything just kind of hits Tony all at once. And it's like, no matter his intelligence and what he can build, there are some things that he can't fix. And it just, it just like kills his soul because yeah. he sees, he sees Parker disintegrating into ash. And he was like, it doesn't matter how much of a genius I am because psychopaths like this can just take everything from me. Yeah. And it probably crushed him because, you know, Spider-Man didn't want to go or anything like that. And then even whenever Tony's holding him, he, you know, he's just kind of like, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. And it's like, Spider-Man thought some of it was his fault. Like, you know, and it wasn't. Like, he, you know, he's kicked ass almost, um, you know, almost immediately. So, okay, that's it with the comments. So, uh, we're going to get into... Just to quickly wrap up, though, this movie is fucking amazing. This movie is one of the best. And we're not even done yet. We have a whole second part. So yeah, if you're so. if you're if you're butthurt and you think you didn't understand this movie, go back and watch it with our perspective and see if it doesn't change yes. your pers- your perspective on things. You know. Yes. Yeah, so okay. So here we go. We're gonna play this uh, little quick thing right here. We gotta name the actors, our actresses that's ever been in a comic book movie, and the first person that hesitates to say the name has to read these cards in a bad Russian accent <laughs> to end the show. Okay. okay, so uh, I'll start. Uh, Chris Pratt. You're talking about people in superhero movies. Any superhero movies? Any any uh, actor? You got to say the actor. Uh, uh, okay. Do you have to say the character? No, you just have to say the actor. Okay, so uh, Henry Cavill. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Hugo Weaving. Ben Affleck. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Michael Keaton. Jack Nicholson. Uh, Heath Ledger. Christian Bale. Uh, Tom Hardy. Gary Oldman. Okay. Right. I'll <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was kind of a battle there because I almost paused for a second. <laughs> I was just trying to think. There's okay. so many people. You, you're trying to figure out like, who's the next one you should go for. Okay. I will do this in a bad Russian accent. <laughs> and Steve is shit at accents. I, so this is gonna I be did fun. this for funny. <laughs> Kevin Ham, Tyler Hanjob, <laughs> Anthony Nutsacky, <laughs> Watergun Kelly, Water Ben is a dick pumpkin patch. <laughs> Thank you and good night. And remember, it's all fun and games until we show up. Listen on Spotify, Anchor, Google, iTunes, and more. Thank you. Beyond the hate. This has been Beyond the Hate podcast. We talked about Infinity War. We had some laughs. We cried a little bit. But I think that Infinity War is a fucking amazing movie. Go watch this shit. Listen to our other episodes. And you guys have a wonderful day whenever you're listening to this. Yes. Peace out.